Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to Bump in the Night Paranormal Radio. I'm Matthew Ferry. I'm joined by Christian Sakara, Patrick Palella. And uh, tonight we do which topics did we decide on? Well, the three topics we decided on are UFOs. Um, we were going to do black eyed children. Yes, but that kind of, I mean, we might touch it on a little, but that fell more into like our next topic, which was. Urban, urban legends. legends. There's supposed to be local urban legends. Well, so, local urban legends. Um, and, you know, there's a few. And I think we talked about a few of them last week. A little bit. Anyway, uh, Christian, we'll let you decide where to start. Um, let's see. Let's finish up with the favorite one. We'll start with the local urban legends. finish up. And so the finish up part that okay. I'm referring to is the devil tree. Oh, the devil tree. All right. Okay. Uh, so we're doing the urban legends topics first. So, what urban legends have you heard that are around here? Like, you technically are both from other places. So, when you were growing up, I mean, how long have you been in Florida? Almost my whole life, practically. Yeah. Even, though I'm from New- even though I'm originally from New York, I've lived in Florida. So, you, I mean, you don't remember any, like, you were too young to remember, like, yeah. stories around that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Same with me. Even though I'm originally from Tennessee, I mean, I've been here since I was, like, 10. That place has got to be packed with, like... It's good. it's Tennessee, man. It's an old southern. So, wait, is that that's considered part of the southern states, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's considered southern. Uh, I mean, eventually we can still go there because uh, I do have an uncle that lives there. No, I know I, if there's Civil War stuff going on around there, I know Patrick would want to go. Yeah. Oh man, are you kidding me? I would love for us to do an investigation at Gettysburg. Where's that? That's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought there was like a big battle in Tennessee. Mm-mm. None? Most of it was, well, it, the Civil War was spread throughout. There, we even had a war, there was a, a battle fought in Florida. Yeah, except we're not considered part of the South. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Florida is. Yeah, no, it's we not. We're deep South, yes. dude. No. Yes. No. Dude, people that are part of this, people that are in the Southern history, or the history of the Southerners, say that, like, Florida is not considered part of the South. Well, they're fucking retards. Well, that's just what it is, though. I'm they're, just... They're, just like just like when you call a cable company and it's like, oh, available in southern states. And it's like, all right, cool. I can get this channel. And you're like, oh, well, Florida's not considered part of the south. Like, what the f- It it's is. The, it's the most south of the south that you can get. It's so much southern that it's mostly swamp. Well, not just <laughs> that. If you, especially if you go to places like um, like Georgia or, um, not Tennessee, but is it, no, what, what place that's close to Georgia? Virginia? Like back, not Virginia. Alabama. Alabama. Alaba- yeah, places like Alabama and Georgia. Mississippi. Those places are like deep south. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <sighs> you gotta say it like New Orleans, man. New Orleans. New York. Pacica. Well, you have to talk like that, you have to talk like the bad guy from Into the Badlands. Oh. Oh, Sonny. Oh, Sonny. That's not, not like that, that's creepy. Oh. Not like not in like his creek because he's creepy. If you've never seen the show, um. So yeah, so urban legends. Like growing up in Florida, we always had like you know the, the same typical urban legends that seem to spread everywhere else, like Bloody Mary. It spread like wildfire. Yeah, like Candyman, Bloody Mary. You know those. The Hookman. Um, so there's a bunch of different ones that, that that have been everywhere, but there seems to be a few local ones for Florida that I I know of. Um, and one of them is that we have a skunk ape. It's like okay. a Bigfoot type thing. Yeah, I know of that legend. I know of the um, hanging tree, the devil tree. Devil tree. What about the devil's chair in Casadega? I don't believe. I don't know if I believe anything that comes out of Casadega. I still think. Did we talk about this? Did we talk about this at your uh, 
your Fourth of July thing and didn't really go back on it. Yeah. So in Casadega, they have this thing called the Devil's Chair. Yep. Now, the idea is you're supposed to put a beer, an unopened can of beer, on this this chair that supposedly was built by Satan himself with bricks. So you put the beer out there, and then it tells you just it tells you strictly to come back the next day, and the beer will be drank without being open. And I'm like, that's just some dude that built that chair out there, told the story, and was like, I'm just gonna shotgun this beer. But what if it actually happened though? Then I don't think Satan's the shotgun a beer type guy, you know. Boon. That's gotta be edited out. <laughs> Damn, it's weird. We're talking about Satan and his spoon flies <laughs> off the table. <laughs> I'm not saying it's ghosts, but it's aliens. Yeah, I bring I bring up Satan, and my spoon just goes flying across the fucking. That wasn't that was a bit weird, actually. Well, that was just because his eyes came out a little bit. Yeah, I know, but it was just kind of the coincidental moment. Just okay. no, just put a loud because now people are gonna be like, "What are you talking?" About? Just put a loud beep. Yeah. Beep. So I mean, yeah. So there's there's that one. Um, and then Saint Augustine. Everything's haunted and filled with urban legends. You know. Like Osceola's floating head over the fort. It's the oldest place in the state of Florida. Not necessarily true. Well, one of them. One of them. Probably the one of the oldest standing places because they found they found settlements. I think to the east. Yep. Or not to the east, to the west of that. Mm -hmm. But it was too far away from water, so they think that everybody just packed up and like left. But there's still like there's so the Spanish have been there before. That it predates supposedly predates Spain. Coming to Florida for St. Augustine. Let me ask you, you know, this is irrelevant to Florida. Would you guys consider the, um... Language service? I'm sorry. Family-friendly show. Sorry. We want to be able to scare the kids. The Lost Colony of Roanoke. That was Virginia, wasn't it? New York. Was it? Was it? I'm almost certain it was New York. I thought it was Roanoke, Virginia, because there's still a place called Roanoke. They resettled there, I believe. Maybe. When they, when all they found on the, the, the log when they came back was Croatoa? Yeah. And then there's beliefs that that's a demon. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that that is actually... Hold on. Roanoke. Virginia. Oh, it was Virginia. I don't know why I was thinking New York. 1585. Mm, there you go. Um, there, there was an actual interesting special on, I think, the Discovery Channel or the History Channel where these guys thought they figured out what happened and actually were able to find stuff that would have been used in Roanoke going down trails that they would have been... Because there's a belief that the Native Americans came and either enslaved them or saved them and took them somewhere else and taught them how to... Yeah. You know, so, and there's no real, like, evidence to prove any of that is true or not other than the stuff they found along a trail that has both Native American artifacts and, well, the, the Roanoke Colony artifacts that live in there. But we're also finding Viking stuff as far as Maine that predates anything that we've come across other than, you know, the natives that were here. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable as far as Vikings go. Vikings are pretty badass. Yeah, but I have a feeling they got here, they're like, there's nothing to fight, and then left. They're like, no. <laughs> you can fight those Native Americans? No. They whip our ass. They scout people. We need our long walks. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there's always urban legends from, you know, that stuff too, like the Roanoke thing. Is, there's different stories and things that were like, oh, it's cannibalism and stuff like that. Just like with the Donner Party and all that. you know. So there's always urban legends. But in Florida, there's quite a few that are a little bit different. You know, like the Devil's Tree, which I'll get to in a second. But um, What was it? Spook Hill? That was called? Spook Hill. 
Oh, with the uh... with where you put your car in neutral and it comes up. Oh, with the with the, but that's see, that's one of those urban legends that follows everywhere. Like each place has something very similar to that. Oh, uh, it stopped on a railroad track. A bus stopped on a railroad track with kids in it. The kids couldn't get off. The train hit. You know, the train hit the bus, killed the kids. Now the kids, out of for some reason spite and vengeance, push your car. Onto the train tracks. Well, I remember and up a hill. Like I, I do remember reading something about a bus full of kids getting killed by a train, but I just think that they replaced that and kind of. Well, that's but that's always what it is. Urban legends usually come from some sort of factual story, yeah. but the the truth behind them is never quite accurate. Sometimes the truth is even more scary. But yeah, there's some legends that are kind of like scary in the sense of coincidence and fact. And there's some things that kind of like, like uh, the Blair Witch, for example, in um, Burkittsville, ah, Maryland. I yeah. But that's not a real, I don't think it's a real place. And the Blair Witch isn't real. That was made up for that movie. They, they made it seem real. And that's where the, that's where the urban legend comes from, is they, they made these people supposedly believe that this was a real story. So then the town would have to be real. But they made these documentary students that were in their film class with them. Mm-hmm believe that that was a real legend and then send them out in the woods and actually the fear you see and most of the time is real yeah they would mess with them and they would do all that stuff to them and then they would you know leave them there to figure out what was going on and when they would take one of them they would just okay now you're in on it you know they would tell them mm-hmm. and then they, they almost got in a lot of trouble if i remember correctly because they pass it off as them actually missing in the woods and finding these these film canisters that had that, that footage on it and that's they started that found footage thing, I believe. Now it's everywhere, you know. But that's all, and it did. It started its own urban legend. People actually believe the Blair Witch is a real thing now. It actually did that in Tallahassee with a film that. Did um, they make a second movie though? They made three. Oh yeah. The second one's really awful. The third one's a throwback to the first one, where I believe it's the brother of the girl that goes missing, looking for her. Mm-hmm. So it's a documentary about him trying to find her in those woods or find out what happened. And you also have a video game that's making an urban legend. Too. Slender Man. Yeah, but that's not in Florida. No, but it's not. I think that's made up. It is made up. I mean, but it's just, okay, like I was saying, there's a, there was a movie made in Tallahassee on my stepmother's land called The Son of Ungerson. Hmm. Um, it wasn't like a big film, but some people saw it, and people actually believed that that was like based on a real thing that happened, and it's not. But it's weird being out in those woods after seeing that movie, because you're like, that's where the cabin was, and it got burnt down, but, you know... It's strange, because it plays tricks with your mind seeing this movie, because your mind, you know, your mind's always going to imagine and, and think of things to, to give you the willies. I think I think as a human, or I think as, as a species, the human race likes to be, uh, I, like, I think we like to be scared at times. Sometimes. I think that's kind of a thing. And I think that's why, like, Halloween Hornets and stuff. There's stuff all the time, like, even with haunted houses. Like, uh... It's something about the fear of the unknown, yeah. I think... Well, I'm trying to remember what comic book character was made from this, but a guy had actually... Oh, it was Skeletor. Yeah. Skeletor was created... And you know know how Skeletor started? Hmm. From a haunted house that now has an urban legend after it about some (laughs) of the bodies in there are real. Because it did. And and the one that he went to as a kid, they had a real body in this haunted house at at a carnival, and it frightened him so bad that that's where he got the inspiration for Skeletor originally. So... And but that that led to an urban legend with you know that people were believing that that happens a lot. And you like murderers and carnies can hide bodies there and stuff like that. And well, I mean it's not an urban legend, but look at what happened at the haunted mansion at Walt Disney. 
You ever heard about that? I don't necessarily remember what happened. Well, what had happened was they were uh, okay. It was a haunted mansion about a couple of years ago. Was it maybe like two thousand four or five? Well, the ride somehow broke down, and this hot shot kind of like jimmied his safety bar somehow, and he got out, and he went to go check out one of the animatronics, and he fell like twenty feet and he died. And they say that in one of the scenes, his spirit actually haunts part of the part of the ride. Well, that would be a, that would be a local urban legend. Did it, which Disney was it? Was it California? Or? This one in Florida. The, there's factual evidence backing up the fact that he died there. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, if you can fact check that, then we can disprove that I'll one right up. now. Okay. Well, let's bring it up on Ghostul. I mean, Google. Google. Sorry. Google. Google. Boggle. It boggles the mind. That's why our minds are the most. The brain named itself. As, he, as he's looking this up, though, I mean, what? Okay, I'm gonna ask this to you because I know the real story. Now, what was the legend that you guys have heard about the Devil Tree? We'll get into that. Well, I've heard that supposedly this Gerard, Gerard Schaefer, I remember. Yeah, but yeah, but did you actually hear by name? Because a lot of most people, a good 98 percent of the, I I started the campaign of like. Spreading his name with friends because people would constantly talk about it. They just bring up, oh, it's just some this drifter psycho serial killer that, you know. So, from what I was told, he was a former sheriff's deputy and he killed two girls and mutilated them. Okay, so you actually got to hear the full story of us right off the bat. You didn't hear any like the urban myths that like you go out there and the girls, you can hear the ropes swinging back and forth and there's screams in the bathroom because that's where he cornered them. Even though there was no bathroom at the time that, that he did this. I mean, I remember going there one time at night. We kind of like snuck in. It was yeah. a weird experience. I had a bad feeling. I had a bad feeling. In part because it was dark out and in part because I really didn't want to fucking get caught trespassing. Yeah, well, I mean, back when I was younger around here, it was kind of, you know, nobody really did anything. You know, there was a little bit of graffiti on the tree at that time. Now it's like, that's like if you go in there, you are trespassing, you can get... Put in jail and stuff like that and get ticketed. Trespassing is a misdemeanor, isn't it? Huh? Isn't trespassing a misdemeanor? Yeah, but you can still go to jail. Yeah. It's a misdemeanor, though. Uh, so, Christian, what did you, what or what legends have you heard about the Devil Tree? Um, pretty much just the same stuff that I've heard that it's just haunted out there and then, like, at the, by the bathroom, some girls haunt that. That's really all that I've really heard. And then, of course, uh, after talking with uh, Matthew over here a while back. Well, I mean, my my fascination with the story um, actually started when I, I first decided that I, I wanted to make films, and the easiest one to get into would have been, like, a horror movie. And I was kind of thinking of doing a movie about, like, a psychotically twisted Gerard Schaefer film where somehow in his mind he thinks he's the good guy because that seems to be what he actually believed. So it would show it from his perspective and things would be different than that actually happened. And then you'd kind of see at the end of, in flashes of what actually went down. But I didn't know about Gerard Schaefer until I started researching the Devil Tree for an investigation. Never heard of the man. Didn't know. I, I didn't even think the possibility of a sheriff's deputy. I mean, other than like in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I never thought that a sheriff's deputy would be, you know, Looney yeah, Tunes enough to kill people. Yeah. Keep their hair and their fingernails in jars. I mean, like. That's not normal. <laughs> yeah, no. That's like um, that's like what Jeffrey Dahmer did to animals. Oh, he, he did it with humans too. Tent. 
Well, he started with te- he started with animals. I know, but when I mean this stuff, this not so relevant. He yeah. started with animals. I mean, most serial killers do. Um, Gerard Schaefer, uh, I think his first victim was a when he was I think I want to say a teenager, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I know one of them was his neighbor because she disappeared after having a huge fight with her husband, and all. He's like, oh, I don't know. She they had a huge fight, and she left. Turned out he uh, he put the body somewhere and kept her teeth in her hair. I always go, all I gotta say is I feel I would feel very sorry for the person that comes across those remains. Well, most of the remains have been accounted for, other than the possible crimes that he committed. That he's because you know, he says, I believe it was him that said that he had killed up and down the coast, and there have been bodies linked to his mo, like his style. But then again, his mo wasn't very uh, wasn't very odd for the yeah. time, you know. Yeah. But uh, so what happened with the Devil's Tree? And I'm not. It's still kind of iffy on what exactly if this was actually the spot or not that this occurred, but it's it's how Gerard Schaefer got caught. Now, there's two girls that were hitchhiking, and he came by them in the police car, and then he basically handcuffed them, put them in the back seat, took them to the park, was about to do his dirty deeds, got a call because he was on duty, so he left. They, they, got, they got untied. I think he, they, he tied them up. They don't think it was cuffed. They got untied, got to a police station, and we're like, oh, he's the guy that did this to us. And he tried to use this story that, oh, well, I did it. I did it to show them, you know, it's bad to tr- to, to hitchhike. It, it's really bad. Yeah. It's really scary. It's really dangerous. You shouldn't do it. So yeah, they man. didn't. They didn't really buy that. He got. I think he got suspended at that point, and then probably like paid leave too. <laughs> probably, and then uh, they ended up starting to suspect him for other things. So they actually got a warrant. That's when they found like the body parts and stuff. And I think it was his mom's, mom's house and her garage or something like that. Of but all places. Uh, but, but see, I want to find that place and investigate that place. But as far as the devil tree goes, so the legend, the legend goes that those two girls died out there, which they didn't. There's a possibility that he did kill two girls out there. That's where it gets kind of shady, because it sometimes gets mixed up with another area in Fort Pierce. Now I've heard. Now I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not. I've heard that. He buried the bodies by a tree. That's the devil's tree. Yeah, devil's tree. But supposedly I can't. Them. But that's the thing. There's one or two options. If the devil's tree is where he got caught, he either killed somebody there before, which there's been no body pulled out of there, or the girls got the, he got caught somewhere else, and then somehow the devil's tree. You know, it's just it's a weird parts of it don't add up. And didn't parts you say? Of it don't add up. And didn't you say that one of the bodies was actually actually hanging from a tree where two girls two girls. Or one of the girls. That's what I'm. Okay, from? but that's what I'm saying. A fisherman came across. Like, well, not a fisherman, but a guy out fishing. I guess came supposedly came across one of the bodies hanging from a tree near the river. Mm-hmm. And you know, but obviously when, something's wrong. But when you go to the tree, it's not. Honestly, uh, yeah. thing I've been out there several times, and I've been taken to three different trees. Um, supposedly, uh, it's so demonically. Yeah. Haunted chainsaws, chainsaws don't cut through it. There's a it, scientific yeah. explanation for that. If it is true, because I don't know if it is actually true, and chainsaws don't cut through it, uh, it's a possibility that it is old enough to be uh, petrified inside. So you're not cutting through that. It's like concrete. You're not going to get through that. It's like if the sap is hardened inside of it to the point where it's just like basically stone, you're not cutting through that with a chainsaw. Hence why some of the chainsaws actually broke. Yeah, because if it's too hard for it to. Get through. It's like if you take a chainsaw and just roam it on concrete, it's going to fall apart. So, yeah, they believe that because of what happened to those girls, uh, these the psycho killer 
brought forth Satan or a demon and it haunts that tree. I'm like, this is... Okay, that's kind of creepy as it is. But then when you actually find out that it was this deranged sheriff's deputy that preyed on people that used to hitchhike that back in a time where actually it was kind of common for people to hitchhike, which is weird because there's no cell phones or anything. So it's a weird time to be a hitchhiker. And uh, just to have that occur to where this sheriff's deputy, somebody you're supposed to trust, was killing and hacking people up or leaving them to die. And that's 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 what makes it more scary to me. Because if you go on research, the only thing that can hurt you physically, spiritually, I guess in a, in a spirit, spirit type way, is an inhuman spirit. Like, yeah, you might get scratched by a gun, but it's not going to be able to, you know, do really horrible things to you. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to real people, they can do a lot of horrible things to you, especially if they wear a badge and hide behind a gun. No, I'm not saying cops are bad, but you're supposed to trust them. Yeah. And if in that case, when that happened, nobody back then nobody even thought to consider him a vic- or a suspect. It's just like another guy that just got caught because of Pat Oswald's late wife and her book. She wrote a book about this guy, and they went back and they checked something, and I believe he was an ex sheriff's deputy of that area. And he kept getting away with it because he was one of the... He, I think he was... No, he might have been a detective on the case. So he was always getting away with it because he always knew the evidence. Like, it's scary. It's scary to think that that's, that's possible. And that, to me, is way more scary of an urban legend. Than any, than any uh, paranormal thing. Yeah. Or par- any paranormal event. Dude, there's, there's one in Michigan that my friend says she went through. That's a local one. They, Her and her friends were driving near like wooded area like nothing you know middle of nowhere in michigan area and um all of a sudden this old looking cop car pulls them over on the side of the road it's out of nowhere and they they stop and this guy comes up he looks like he's from the 70s like the the hat the glasses and this is like the middle of the night now he comes up asks for you know their information looks at it hands it back to him says he'll be right back returns to the car and then all of a sudden the car's gone and, the, and he, he's not there. And he followed them to pull them over. He followed them for quite a bit because he didn't have his lights on or anything at the time. They're just like, it's really weird. This guy's falling. They got pulled over. They don't know if it was like a ghost or just somebody messing around with them. But to me, in the middle of nowhere, that's that's terrifying. Especially if it is a ghost because you just got pulled over by a ghost that you know is haunting some interstate in Michigan and you don't know what it's capable of or what kind of bad mojo it could be. You know, like... It could be demonic. You don't know. Another thing. Another thing would. Another thing. Another way that you could look at that is, why would, like, how are spirits able to manifest themselves like that to such a degree, and never be able to do it again? In other words. Well, they can do it again. I mean. I mean. How do I put it? What? What? Like, I think um, you're talking about like. Okay, nature has a lot of energy to it. Mm-hmm. So I think like outdoor hauntings are more common. Because it can, you know, it can just, the atmosphere, it can pull off of the atmosphere, the weather and everything, it's there. So, like, I think, I think things like that, when you see, like, ghost trains and you see, like, you know, you see, like, that kind of stuff. If it's intel, there's two different hauntings. One is an intelligent and one's a residual. Now, the difference is, is that, like, an intelligent will be able to speak to you or communicate. Whereas a residual doesn't see you, doesn't know you're there. It's just like a record playing over and over and over. It's always the same thing. You can't change the pattern. You can't change the haunt. It's always the same thing. Say like uh, the, the, the Gettysburg. People have seen full on battles of people out there. Like that aren't really people, you know, because they're not they're not alive anymore. They're, residual. That's residual. And the reason being is because something so 
horrible happen. We, we talked about this last week a little bit too. A little bit. We didn't really touch on it thoroughly. So a lot of a lot of researchers and some scientists believe that energy can be stored in porous rocks like limestone and things like that. Oh yeah. So it creates like a hologram, and it's not really like the spirit of the dead. You know, it's not like they're. It's not really like that's the person haunting. That's more like a uh, somehow a holographic energy. It's a, yeah, it's a holographic holographic playback of what happened in a place that was so filled with energy that it was just like it was there and it soaked it in and like you know everything else. So in that in in this okay, so in the sense of um, residual, do you think that there could be some kind of intelligence in a residual? Possibly. I well, I don't I don't believe I, I believe that within a residual. Intelligent haunts can coincide and actually happen with them, such as Gettysburg. Because, like I said, we, we have accounts and stories of people picking up what they thought were Civil War soldiers, reena- you know, reenacting. Yeah. Only to look back. and Only to look back. There's nobody in their car. In, like, in their car or truck. The truck one, it's like, okay, maybe they jumped out, you know, at, like a stoplight. She just didn't see it or something. It's fine. But, like, when they get into the back of someone's car and say things are strange, like, I've never been in a vehicle like this, or I've never been in something like this before, and then, like... They just vanish out of the back seat, no door opening, no... That, that is intelligent. It's communicating. It is moving around. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's always tied back to that area, which commonly happens with any haunting. It's always tied to either the most tragic or most happy place, it seems, that occurred in your life. Yeah. So I, I do believe they can coincide and coexist together. I, I don't believe they're... I don't believe, like, if there's a residual haunting here, intelligence can't happen. I, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. Like it's almost like a spirit is like uh, reliving out their uh, their their days in yeah. a never-ending loop. Yeah, basically. but the, I don't. And, and oddly enough, in most cases with residuals, like if they are the spirits of the dead, they don't realize they're dead. Well, if they did, though, then they would be intelligent. They would communicate. Maybe they don't want to. Did you not want to get out of a loop of you killing and dying every day for all eternity? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of also lends to, because over time that energy builds and builds and builds until it starts to happen, like it starts haunting or whatever. And I, I think it kind of explains why I don't see many... many uh, Even the cities surrounding Gettysburg are haunted. Well, yeah. Look at look at St. Augustine in Florida. Yeah. Supposedly everything is haunted in St. Augustine. Most of that, to me, I attribute to tourists. And like, it's, it's, a, it's one big tourist trap. It's got some interesting stuff there, but it is essentially a tourist trap. Mm-hmm. And... And I can see why, because when you're a small town and you're that old, it's hard to do new things without tearing down your history. So what do you do? You come up with ways to keep bringing people in, and it does. I mean, I think it's the original Ripley's, believe it or not, that's there, which also has its own tale of crazy story behind the building. Oh, Ripley's, believe it or not, yeah. The one in St. Augustine? Yeah. It was a hotel where part of it burnt down. Lady was in the shower, didn't realize what was going on because she couldn't hear it over the water. Yeah. And she died in the shower. They actually have a part where you, like, you're downstairs and it does this little, you walk past it and it just shows like the shadow of a woman in the shower. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then it tells you what happened. So she supposedly haunts that, but nobody knows, nobody seems to know if it's residual or intelligent because it doesn't seem like she's communicated with anybody. That's like, um, I try to show, I remember trying to show you a picture, but you didn't see it. I wish I had the picture. Are you talking about the Gettysburg bed? Mm-hmm. It was a doorway. But one, one picture I showed you, I, sh- I think I showed you a few of them. The first one with the bedroom. Do you in still it? have these pictures? I I believe so. I gotta check. Can we post them on? Well, if you have them, would you mind if you posted them on Facebook and we let people decide or see? 
Don't don't say what 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 you see. Don't even not here. Don't even say here. I just want I don't want to do an experiment with our with our. Uh, I mean, you can tell me later. I can also post them into the um, YouTube podcast version that we have as well. Okay, that works. I mean, yeah, because I mean, we also have that that really crazy footage from that one was caught on security cameras at a certain pharmacy. We'll say that's all we can really say. Because at the time, it was kind of a confidentiality thing. Yeah, it's still confidentiality, too, just a little bit. Well, we're not, I don't think it shows what it is exactly. No. So. It was a Titanic exhibit. That what I tried to show, that's what I tried to show you. Oh, you didn't show me anything about a Titanic exhibit. Yeah, I did. I don't remember that, because I'm huge into the Titanic thing. Yeah, I remember showing you. Which exhibit? The one in Orlando? It was back when I was visiting in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, the they, they, when they had the huge Titanic museum there. No, they. Oh, really? At the um, aquarium in Atlanta, Georgia, one of the, their big aquariums, they had the Titanic exhibit for like a certain amount of days, and we went to check it out. And they said it was iconic because some of the artifacts are from the actual ship of the Titanic. Like they had um, part of the steamer. How did they see? That's weird. How they get this stuff? Because most of the stuff once it hits the air, gone. It disintegrates. Like it's, you know, it's been it's been underwater so long. I, I know some of the silverware that they got preserved for museums and stuff has to be kept in water. I mean, somehow it still exists. Yeah. Like some of the silverware or plates or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, were they underwater when you saw them? Like were they kept? No, they were in glass. They were behind glass. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Maybe it's only for a certain amount of time, but they have to keep it underwater. Maybe. So I know that that bacteria is it? I mean, is this this isn't? But this wasn't what we were talking about. This isn't. Uh, no, it's something. It's a uh, different for the Disney for. Um, so this the is a, this is an urban legend that made a spawn from what you're saying about the haunted mansion. However, it's not from Florida. That's like fine. Spawn. That's fine. That's why I asked because actual his death might have happened in Florida, and then. Every, because there's two Disney. Well, there's more than two Disney's, but the two major ones is California and here. You got Disneyland, which is the original, and Disney World. So I this is mixed up. Huh? I always get them mixed up. But go on, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Disney World is Orlando. That's why I was. I, just, I don't know. For some reason, I've always remembered that. I don't know what it is about it. Like World Orlando. I know it's like World Orlando. Yeah, like it's the same. Disneyland, California. Disney World of Orlando sounds more right to me. You know, instead of Disneyland of Orlando, because that's not what it is. So, I mean, maybe I just created something in my head to always memory or remember that. When I was a kid, I used to mix them up. My dad had to tell me, he's like, no, we, we've never been to Disneyland. I was like, we went there when I was eight. He's like, no, that's Disney World. That's Disney World. Okay, so this, Christian just handed me this. Rumor has it that years ago, a woman approached Disney saying that one of her sons has been killed and that he had absolutely loved the haunted mansion. She wanted to spread his ashes in the mansion, but Disneyland, of course, said no. So the woman got on the ride and at some point dumped the ashes out anyway. Whether part, whether this part is true or not, I can only guess, but that's the story. Note, CNN reports that the family of a seven-year-old boy did indeed dump his ashes in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion ride. Weird stuff started happening after that. Once, as guests were getting off the ride, they reported the cast member at Unload that there was a little kid running around the ballroom scene. So the CM sends security in to look, but they don't find anything. Similarly, guests have reported seeing a little boy standing alone at the exit and crying. Some have said that when they asked him if he needed help, he acted like they weren't there. Some have even said he disappeared. Of course, by the time they tell a CM about the boy and the CM goes to check it out, it's long gone. Now, this is a... 
This is on a, um, I'm going to give him a shout out because it's a pretty decent article. It's on a website called Ghosts in Ghouls. That's not and, it's like an in in between ghosts and ghouls. So it's just ghostsandghouls.com. Um, maybe you can post the link to that to give them a little bit more of a shout out. And th- there's actually a picture on here. Who? That's a good picture. That is a really good picture. Now that's, it's hard to tell because it's a ride. It's dark. If you've been on the Haunted Mansion, it's a dark ride. Now you can tell it's a little boy, but we don't know if that's like a little boy that's just, it doesn't tell you exactly. I mean, sure, it tells you where it was taken. Yeah, he tells you in the beginning there. I took, okay, this is from 100 foot away, I guess. I took my 100 foot night shot accessory to Walt Disney World. So this was, see, this is this doesn't make sense though. Because the other one was in Disneyland. Now this little boy's in Disney World, so how's that possible? Maybe they got the article mixed up. Maybe. With a specific purpose of taking ride photos of the Haunted Mansion for WDW Virtual Visit. After Doc... So this is somebody that works for them? Could be. After documenting the ride, I put the camera away for the rest of the day. I went back to our place that evening, began to download the photos to my laptop. Lo and behold, one of the first shots of the attraction shows something that definitely was not there when I was on the ride. This photo was taken in the first hallway of the attraction... See, the first hallway of the attraction, is that, like, is that like where you're walking? I mean, like, I have to see exactly what the layout looks like. Because you go through corridors to get to the ride, I believe. Like, that's most rides, you have to go through some sort of... Yeah, but they're in the buggies. The kids in the buggy? No, it looks like it. The, the people so then how do I know it's not just him? Like, I had yeah. it, the kid, like, looking back, like, hi. Yeah, that's one thing. I have a creepy story about... I have a... It's a good. Well, it's a good picture. Anyway, if you can put the link up for people to read more on this, yeah, it'll be in the um, description. The I had I had a really weird uh, experience on the haunted mansion ride when I was a kid. That I is it wrong that I haven't been on it yet? Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but uh, movie, yeah. I swear, like when you go by these mirrors and you're sitting with somebody, somebody's sitting by you in the car. I swear, mine was Beetlejuice, and I know that's not right because Beetlejuice isn't a Disney character, was it? No, no. I know it's universal now. But, yeah, so Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was somehow, like, sitting next to me. Nobody believes me. I'm like, well, there's fucking Beetlejuice. Like, oh, sorry. There's Beetlejuice. I know what he looks like. I mean, like, I knew as a kid because it was one of my favorite movies. I'm like, it's Beetlejuice. And, unless it just looked like Beetlejuice, which they might have just ripped off the look. Pretty sure I was sitting next to Beetlejuice. And if I wasn't, then I was sitting next to Michael Keaton and just didn't put two and two together. Or I was sitting next, <laughs> I was sitting next to a... A guy uh, that uh, worked for Universal that's like, I'm going to go check out Haunted Mansion, dressed like Beetlejuice. Because it would have been that time where Beetlejuice did work for Universal. So, I mean, we covered the we covered Gerard Shaver, we covered the Urban Legends, somewhat of Florida. Um, the next thing would be, uh, so it was, it was Urban Legends. UFOs. UFOs. Urban yeah. Legends, UFOs. Uh-huh. And, um... The black-eyed children, but they're weak. They're yeah, but we came, oh, you, you wanted, to, you wanted to touch on like cursed objects a little. Yeah, cursed. Yeah, cursed objects. Okay. Or haunted objects, for lack of better words. Yeah, cursed, cursed like, It's like if you take like, and I bring up Gettysburg again. It's like if you take um, I didn't, I didn't do it, but I know, of, I don't know of any people. I've read some stories about people that have taken artifacts. Not artifacts, but. Some of the uh, like sand or dirt, dirt from the battlefields, and they would take it back home, and some stuff would fall ha- happen to them. Yeah. It's like stuff would happen until they return it. Nice. I think I think in that case, with Gettysburg being as 
brutal as that. You got to think about how many people died there, and then you got to yeah. think about how many of those bodies were actually taken and buried, especially in mass graves. In mass graves, and then you got to think about the fact that if they decayed in that spot, there technically that's that dirt has their their body in it. Like yeah. that, that's literally what it has become. Yeah. Even if they were burned in like massive piles, like still there, that that it's right in the ground. And I don't mean that in a spiritual way. I mean like their body, either their ashes it's, or it's like the decay. It's soil that's literally stained by bloodshed. Yeah, it's basically. And what well, it is. not even just bloodshed, decayed body and things like that. Like it's it's stained by war. Yeah, but that see that sounds more like a spiritual, you know, like oh, like they died here, so their bodies. No, what I mean is like. With, with how, how with how ecosystems and stuff work, their bodies have decayed and become that dirt. You see what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, yeah, and it's no, not because it's just saying. yeah, it's crazy. And I would think that like yeah, you're technically taking part of a body with you, if you're not careful. You know, people take the artifacts from there all the time. Even though they're told that if they find anything, they're supposed to report it. People don't do that. They're like, I found a belt buckle. It's Confederate. But, no one's why do people? That. Why is it that? In some in some circumstances, maybe not all, but some circumstances, where if they go to a place that they think that isn't haunted, and they take like say some sort of object with them, and they think that it's not true, that nothing would be able to come back to them, and have something happen. I don't I don't get what you're asking. Oh man, how do I? Are you saying somebody that doesn't believe takes something and then stuff starts happening? Yeah, basically. I hope that didn't sound confusing. I mean, because if something is, if objects can be haunting, or haunted, or, you know, a spirit could be attached to that object, which supposedly has happened many times, look at Robert the doll, that even, uh, they don't Would know what's... Would you consider the Debic, was it the, uh, Debic? I think I was saying that word wrong. Uh, Debic? Debic box? It's some sort of box. I don't know, I'm not sure what that is. I'd have to look that up. It's, I, it's the Debic box? You never heard of that? No. It's uh, supposedly where a uh, demon is kept, and if you open it, it unleashes the demon. Is that the one that's got, like, all the tiny locks and stuff on it or something like that? No, I think you're thinking of the lockbox from uh, Wish Upon. Has she found I've it? never seen that movie, so I, that wouldn't be what it was from. I, that movie looked really bad. Box. Is it locked? Is it They keep it locked up. It's a, Yeah, it's like a cabinet. Well, just like a cabinet. I think I, I think I have heard about that, then. Yeah. Well, there's no way to... Because if you don't open it, then there's no way to prove that, that there's something inside it. You see what I'm saying? What if you open it, and when stuff happens... Well, I mean, if you were if you were smart enough to do something, first of all, you'd do it in an area that, well, say something that couldn't get out. Like, if you believe that demons exist, then you should naturally believe that the certain signs and things that can can be created to protect you from said thing should also exist and actually work. So, first of all, you would do this in the most scientific way possible, which isn't really that possible. <laughs> um, other than just being like, yeah, I'm going to open this box. Oh, nothing happened. If you wanted to get technical, like if you're going to do a paranormal investigation just to beef it up and make it look like something and make it special at it, you would do it in an enclosed area that's somehow demon-proof. You'd have a you'd have a priest from all of the major religions there to exercise said demon, depending on what religion it claims to be from. Like, there would be steps you would take, but you should, I mean, like, just to sit there. It's just like the Raggedy Ann doll that uh, Annabelle is. Like, okay, supposedly this moves on its own, but there's, no, I don't, I've never seen real footage of it moving. And, you know, they have it locked in, the, they have all those items, because the Warren family kept all these items from these people, and they locked them in these cases, and I think they're, it's in their basement. 
And like I've never seen any proof that any of these things are haunted, other than Lorraine Warren saying that they are. And to me, that's not that's not good enough for me. You're not allowed to go do tests on them because they're too afraid to let you do tests on it because things could happen. You know, Annabelle doesn't get unlocked from her case because it's really bad if she's unlocked because things happen. Well, I want to see that happen. Like, why wouldn't you want to see that happen? If you were in it for what you say it is, to prove that hauntings exist, which the Warrens have claimed to be doing this entire time, that they can claim that they exist, get rid of them, and protect people, then you need to show proof of that. Because, from what I understand, they've made a lot of money off of all of this, without any proof. And that's always bothered me about the Warrens. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that they're bad people, but the feeling I get from it as an actual scientific investigator who's never made a dime off of paranormal stuff, I kind of believe that uh, you shouldn't be profiting off of people's fears i mean i agree to that not only are they getting paid but they're getting free stuff too you know just because it's supposedly haunted they'll take it that's like me walking in like if i didn't have a ps4 an xbox one and he was scared of oh there's a demon in my house it's your your ps4 it's your ps4 and your xbox one i gotta take them with me i lock them up and they'll never see the light of day again because i'll have the lights off yeah they're cursed Oh, the bad oh, the bad stuff is You see what I'm saying? That's benefiting oh, off of people's fear to make a profit. I've always thought that was wrong. I, I think, like, just like the Long Island medium. She does it all the time. Not necessarily fear in her case, but she's always profiting off of her gift, and all she's doing is cold reading, just like John Edwards and everybody else that's been in that field. And so, somehow they've all become millionaires. It's just as bad as evangelical healers. Like Benny, I was going to say Benny Hill, but Benny Hinn, <laughs> who's just as funny to watch as Benny Hill, Especially if you put the music to it. That do 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 If you did that with Benny Hinn, it's still hilarious. Because he's like, he's doing like Kamehameha waves to people. And like whole crowds are like, I believe in falling over. He's profiting off of people's beliefs either by fear or by worship. And that's not cool. None of that's cool. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. It sounds cult-like. Yeah. But, and, and it does because it leads to this. Because there are several people that do the same thing the Warrens do. They take these objects, say they're haunted. Then, I don't know if the Warrens still have it, but you used to be able to pay to go see these objects. So they turn it into, like, this little museum. So it's like a, it's like a sideshow kind of deal. Yeah. But, wh- I mean, why? Yeah, you've heard legends because the Warrens made these legends up. I mean, there's no proof that they exist or that they happen, you know, other than the people that tell these stories and are fearful of these objects. So the Warrens take them and profit off of them. I've bought several, I've bought several, or bought, I bought several haunted and cursed objects online a while back. And most of them had, like, video footage and stuff. That's why I purchased them. Um, I got them for, like, dirt cheap, so it didn't really matter. Like, I had one that was this old Civil War sword. Well, Civil War era. They said it was a Civil War sword. It turns out it was an uh, it was a an officer's sword from India that wouldn't be used in battle because it had, like, you know, it's one of the ones with the intricate... Yeah, it was like a show sword. sword. Yeah. But they had it up on a wall at this mansion that they were cleaning out and getting ready to resell. And uh, it kept falling off the wall, so they put a camera there, and you actually see you see this sword start shaking, and then it just kind of flies forward and then lands on the ground. Uh. But it doesn't fly in a way that if somebody yanked it with the, like you couldn't see any strings or anything. So if it was fake, that's great. Then you know, but I was doing it to prove that it was wrong, and I had that sword forever until I got rid of it, and like nothing ever, nothing ever happened. So to me, I don't think it's a cursed object. I think it's the house that they were in. That was just one of the items that was able to channel or focus that energy. Say if that was his sword, you know, like the the spirit wouldn't necessarily go with a sword. Is this about the Warrens? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're if you're ever thinking about trying to do a tour of the Warrens' house, I guess they say that you can do tours. But here's the thing: know before you go, you cannot tour in person. 
There are special events, and you can purchase or rent video tour of the collection. Gee, so you can rent a video that has been cut and edited to show, like, poly things happening. Update, March of 2018. The museum is currently closed while they look for a new location due to zoning issues. See, I feel bad I feel bad about that because the guy that runs it now, which is their nephew, and yeah. he has worked with Taps, and he has had his own show called The Haunted Collector. Yeah, it's what it seems. John Zappis, I believe his name is. So seems like yeah. a really cool guy. Like, he doesn't seem like to be... All of his investigations for that show he did for free. I don't know if he does... I mean... Uh, you know, I don't know if he does other things with it, but the show on Sci-Fi, he always did the investigations for free. He's also worked with Taps. I mean, he wasn't part of Taps, but he worked with them. So, I mean, is, I don't know if you looked it up. Is it John Zappis? Sorry, we're doing we uh we're looking this up because I want to give it. I want to get his name so I can tell you guys to go check out Haunted Collector because you can see some pretty cool things that he's collected that in the show actually show possible evidence. You know, if if the show is real, that's kind of the other issue with paranormal shows now, man. You can't. Yeah, John Zappas, the demonologist, okay. Yes, it was a very good show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, and he was he was pretty cool. He wasn't like, you know, he wasn't using the medium trick. It's not like Penn State Paranormal or whatever it was called. Oh. Paranormal Activity? No, it wasn't Paranormal Activity. What's that? Oh, uh, Penn, Penn State? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Penn State Paranormal Penn. or something. Paranormal State? Yeah. Paranormal, Paranormal State. State. The one with the college kids, yeah, totally. and that kid got dude. You know that always got a bad feeling from that that host. I won't say his name, you know, because I don't want to badmouth him too much. But the dude got in trouble for stealing a car and shit, and that's why the show got canceled and all that stuff. Everybody, everybody in the paranormal world attacked him. Even the psychic that was on the show, that his name was Joe Coffee or some weird. I was like, that's a weird Something Joe like Coffee. Your name is literally two terms and names for coffee. Joe and coffee. Yeah, like I think that's made up, dude. Coffee might as well. He might as well should have been named Coffee, coffee Joe. Coffee. He might should have been. Might as well just have been named Coffee Coffee. Yeah. Or Joe Joe. I mean, you could have gone with so many cool names like Latte Coffee or Latte Joe or Joe Latte or Joe Mocha Cappuccino Frappy or something. You know, something Joe stupid. Joe Macchiato. Yeah, Joe. That sounds even better. It sounds like a gangster. I'm Joe, Joe, Joe Macchiato. Macchiato. So, I don't know. That show is always, like, seemingly uh, garbage to me. And, like, that and Ghost... I kind of have a problem with Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I do... I don't... If you've ever seen the first, like, the documentary movie they released... Yeah, I saw that. First of all, he wasn't all, Come at me, bro! Like, he was just... He was... They were investigators. He was kind of a scrawny little white kid, man. He wasn't... They got some really good evidence. And I have a feeling Travel Channel's, like, over time, was just like, all right. So, I think over time, it just became this thing, like... Travel channels like, look, you need to get stronger, buffer, beefier, so you can fight these ghosts with your fists. Like, I can't do that. And they're like, well, we need you to yell at them and scream at them all the time. And then it started getting that way. Like, it became a parody of itself, and it was really bad. But, I, I mean, I still, I don't mind him. He seems like a really decent guy. Like, I just don't like the character he puts on for that show. Which is really bad, because they get some great evidence sometimes. You know, like the claw marks. Yeah. On his back at that well at uh, at uh, oh uh, it's a really famous Bobby place. Mackey's yeah where they're the, when they're near that well and he says something and he start like he just like freaks out he's like my, my back is burning and they pull his shirt off and you he's don't see anything claw marks but they weren't there so it was like okay so they're not there what am I looking at and then all of a sudden you started to see them form like you actually saw them form and yeah it could have been you know it could have been added post production but I don't think so. That was, I mean, I mean that was pretty good. Did you actually see that? Yeah, well, it's just camera. like the original documentary when you see the brick get thrown across the room. The room. Sorry, I get excited about this stuff, so I say some words sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, but people do profit off of things. I mean, even Taps does stuff now that I'm not 
you know, they, 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 they'll do group investigations sometimes when you have to pay, like, high prices to go on these investigations with them. But it's not like anything's guaranteed, you know? So it's real. I mean, like, they're pretty much telling you, yeah, you can come with us. Um, but uh, we can't guarantee that you're going to see a ghost. And they, they do convention circuits and stuff, you know? They'll be at horror movie conventions, which is, to me, kind of, kind of, kind of pokes at your credibility a little. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, horror movies, you know? It's, it's a horror movie convention. So why is a credible team that claims to be scientific at this horror movie convention? But I love TAPS. We were, technically, SLPS was close to being part of the TAPS family, which is kind of cool. Like, we could have applied. I guess TAPS, two people from TAPS, before I was with SLPS, actually, they actually knew them and worked with them. They were demonologists. They were twin brothers. They were on, like, some of the original episodes of Ghost Hunters. So, I mean, sometimes they were able to call them. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Amy Brody from uh, TAPS has a new show. It's going into its second season. So I'm, I'm proud for her. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened with that either. Like, sci-fi might have... I think sci-fi kind of added some stuff and they were kind of making people mad with the whole sound effects and things. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Well, the show needs to be more exciting. Yeah, well, if you're trying to cater to everybody else, but you're not, you never were. You're trying to cater to the people that would be interested in the actuality of this existence. But that comes up to sci-fi pretty much profiting off of people's fears and, and people's beliefs. So I don't agree with that. And as far as cursed objects, I think that... That's where I was getting to. I think in a lot of... As I'm not saying it's not possible, but I think in a lot of situations that's just used to to make a buck or two in the long run. Because, mm. like, think about it. If a place is haunted, like it's a hotel, like you can go stay at Lizzie Borden's house because it's a bed and breakfast now. But you're going to be on a wait list for, like, I think it's two to three years, last time I checked. You probably won't be in one of the rooms that you want to be in. And then on top of that... Yeah, there's haunted, there's supposedly like hauntings that happen to the people there, but how do you know that's real? And how do you know the people that own it haven't, haven't rigged it? Just like that one haunted restaurant on Taps that they did, like they found, they found all this cool evidence and then they realized, oh my god, the owner of this restaurant rigged this place to do this stuff, like the face behind the mirror and things like that. Yeah, it shows how they debunked stuff. And then they tried to lie and say that they didn't know it was like that when they bought it. Like, don't, don't even, like Jason was just like... Yeah, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, so it was rigged, so you now know your place is a haunt, and they did it just so they could be on that show, just so they could make money, and they'll still make money from it, because people still go to the restaurant on tap, all they have to say, restaurant featured on Ghost Hunters, nobody's going to go back and look for the episode that's the really end of things, so they're going to be like, oh, so this place might be haunted, they're going to go to it, just like why everything in St. Augustine's haunted, because if it's haunted, you want to go see it, it's the possibility of the unknown, it's playing on your fears and excitement, your adrenaline, it's... It's like you want to believe it, and you'll go to any lengths to believe yeah. it. Have you ever been into an abandoned place? Yes. Okay. Now, were you excited when you did, not knowing anything about it? A little bit. I was more concerned with getting caught. Okay, but in the, in the long run, when somebody says it's haunted, what's your reaction then? You get you get more excited. You're you're mm-hmm. more you're like you're ready for a rush, and anything that could happen is like something that'll never happen to you again, or possibly never happen to you again, and that excites you. So that's what it is. And there's places that do that and they profit off it. I'm, I'm okay with haunted houses like, you know, Halloween Horror Nights because that's obviously an attraction. Right. But when you take these hotels that are not even worth uh, 60 bucks a night and you have these waiting lists for three or four years to stay there for like 150 to $200 a night in a small dinky room because someone was murdered there and it's haunted and people are paying out the ass to do this, that's scary to me. Like, you are profiting off of not only somebody's murder and untimely death, 
But you're, you're preying off of, like, people that actually believe and want to believe something, and you're just toying with them. Like, if I could go... Okay, there's one place I would gladly pay to go stay at because I think it would be worth two to $300 a night, and that would be the Winchester Mansion. And not only because it might be haunted, but because... Have you seen the Winchester Mansion? Yes. The place is batshit crazy. I'm sorry, you leave that one in there. Or, or just put a bat noise when I say that word. But it's... That lady was nuts! I really want to see the movie with Helen Mirren as her, but that... It was a great movie. Was it good? Yeah. Everybody's like panning it and saying it was horrible. I think it was actually filmed at the actual place. Yes, it was. Place. Most of the most of the footage was, and Helen Mirren was like, she's like, there's some Spot weird on. stuff going yeah. on. Like it, it's weird. And she well, didn't like being alone and stuff like that. Like, well, because her, her, okay, her husband was the her husband was the founder of the Winchester Rifle, and when she was well, she was her husband, and when he passed away. She was haunted by well, yeah. people well, who were supposedly killed by she, the Winchester okay. rifle. A witch or a medium told her that she told her that if she doesn't do something, she could be, you know, haunted and dealt with by spirits and blood. so she started building the house and like mm-hmm. she'd stay in a different room every night. And the weird thing is, is supposedly rooms get added onto it and they keep finding rooms and stuff that they didn't know were there. Yeah. So like how like, does that happen? But like, that could just be that could just be like them like, okay. We know we're making money. Like stairwell, like stairwells to nowhere. Yeah, you know what my theory is on that, right? What? She was a sick, sick woman. She was a very sick woman, and I think her and her higher up, rich friends, would get together and have these whole tournaments where they bet on people running through the house to escape, which would explain doors that lead into the kitchen, which explain that like, oh look, you think you escape, you're just landing like you're you're flying off the balcony. All I gotta say, all I gotta say is that that how ha- that mansion itself would make a great game of hide and go seek. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I think that'd it would be a very dangerous game of hide and go seek. I'm gonna go hide in this closet. Oh crap, Wiley Coyote style just fell out of a two story building. That'd be a great place to play hide and go seek. I think it'd be I think it'd be fun to visit and stay there. I would pay two hundred, three hundred dollars. That to me, just because of the architecture alone, I would stay there. But places like the Lizzie Borden Mansion. Now like if H. H. Holmes house still existed, I would definitely stay there. I'd be like, this is this is crazy, man. There's slides that they should have done that. You know? Like if the house still existed, there's slides, the shoots that lead down. Like to... an exact replica of his torture mansion, or his. Uh, well, I was I was say just have the shoots lead to the kitchen. So uh, like I need a midnight snack. Yeah, just shoot <laughs> in the kitchen. Wee! How are you gonna get back up? Take the stairs, you lazy punk. What if you don't want to take the stairs? Just have like take a an elevator, or a dumb lift. Yeah, because if you're too lazy to take the stairs, you're gonna be too lazy to lift your own weight with a dumb waiter. Maybe. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna do push-ups or I'm gonna walk. Oh, but you'll slide do. down a slide to to go to the kitchen, but yeah, because it's fun. Everybody loves a slide. It doesn't make you lazy to love a slide. It makes yeah. you lazy. It makes you lazy to take an elevator and be like, man, I can't get back up. I'm just gonna sleep in the kitchen. Maybe. I mean, if you don't wanna, I mean, if you were hurt from the fall from the slide, it would be about, safe. Are I'm we not... talking about straight down? That's not a slide. That's a straight drop. It wasn't a straight drop. They were slides. They lead from room into the center chamber of the bow, the basement to his, like, his... The toilet. There's a demon in your toilet. I'm not. Oh, what is the one from Dogma? The the Nargothian... There's a name for it. I can't say that actually. Oh. There's a certain name for the demon. Anyway, so we're going off track here a little bit. But, I mean, that was pretty much my rundown on... What, what are your beliefs on cursed objects? You two. Oh, I, I, I think, I think certain objects, depending on the circumstances, 
I think they can be. I I think they can be cursed. I'm, but I also think that they can be haunted in a way. When I think of curse, the first thing that I think of is. I mean, I think say, if you murdered somebody, that 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 the, like if you used a knife, somebody's murdered. That might be haunted because you know it took someone's life. Maybe like that. I but I just for the most part I just don't see it. But I mean, you, but you believe it's possible. Personally, I, mean, I don't see it either. But hey, everyone's got something. I think that's what it, that makes us so diverse that like we're not always gonna agree. Like most paranormal shows, you just have. I saw Bigfoot last week. Well, tell me about it, Dave. Well, he was walking through the woods. I believe that he lives in the woods. Yeah, but he was. He looked at me with a boombox. Did, like, did he talk to you in a certain he's way? Like, did he get, have an he said. He said, and I'll tell you, he said it in a British accent. He said, "Get me on the black tea. Get I mean busy money. trying, or get busy dying." And then he just walked off with a boombox, listening to hip hop. I don't know, Dave. It was weird. I believe you though, because Bigfoots like to dance. <laughs> And that and that's what it's like, dude. You just you you're you're literally making shit up. Yeah, I mean, and then you're just agreeing with each other. Like at least with here, there's not necessarily arguments, but we have different beliefs, uh, and and we're not afraid to call each other on certain. Like, well, I believe, and like you're 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 a moron, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not calling you a moron for the haunted objects. I'm just saying in general, like if you came up and, if you came up to me and you were one of those people, like. I believe aliens took over the government. These lizard people have been... Oh, my God. I'm like, no, the Illuminati. No, no, just... just no, mm. Guys, Mark Zuckerberg is definitely a lizard. <laughs> okay, just because he looks like a lizard. I mean, doesn't mean he's actually Like, you can clearly see in the interview to Congress... Not interview, but in the videos. Well, there's, there's videos... There's a contact. And you can clearly see his reptile eye. Just saying. No, that's a robot, man. He's just like, I don't want to deal with this crap. Did they send out one of my robot clones? Can we do that? Yeah, Mark, you got enough money to make this, so we made this. Here, here you go. That's all it was. You ever seen the bad lip, bad lip reading of that? No. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I, I mean, it was just bad enough listening to him as it was, trying to explain to these old people how the internet worked. It's a, I, if I would have went in there, because I knew you can't because it's forgery, or not forgery, it's a... Uh, plagiarism? No, it's not, not plagiarism. plagiarism. It's when you uh, lie under oath. Uh, treason. It's not treason. No, treason. I mean, treason's when you... Yeah. Treason. Close. No, it's not treason. It's, it's um... Oh man! Yeah, it's that word. What's that word? We have smartphones. Somebody look it up. <coughs> Use the Mark Zuckerberg robot. He'll know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think. Perjury. Yeah. Perjury. Okay. So like, you can't like. If I was up there, I would gladly. I mean, like the perjury thing would have been bad, but I would have jokingly been like, "It's a magical wonderland win, uh, run by imps and elves. They live inside your computer and work together in tandem to make these worlds happen." What's going on with this right now? There are little people inside of this laptop yes, yes. recording this. Yes. Very conversation. And you know what the messed up thing is? Is a good majority of those idiots in, in, in Congress would have believed him. Maybe. Well, that's a big... They, they need human rights. They're not real. What do you mean? They're not human? They deserve to be treated like everybody else. Oh, God. No. I, I made it up. It's a magic. There's no imps or elves in your computer. And they, but then they would still not believe him after that because they're like... So you, you said there was, and then you said there wasn't. I think you're lying to us. You just don't want us to know about these people. We talk, we're talking about, okay, all right. We touch on the subject of haunted objects, why cursed objects, why we think objects are haunted, why they become haunted. Have you ever, have you ever had anything that was considered cursed or haunted? Or did you I would say haunted. Like what? Because, um... Did you find a Confederate belt buckle and take it like most people do? No. Did I ever tell you the story of what happened when I found... Okay. You know, I have to, I just remembered something. I'll, I'll let you finish, then I'll get back to it. But yeah, go ahead. Um, where I told you a story where I found, like, uh, those, those little, like, round 
rubber balls that have like the glitter in them and the water stuff based yeah. in them. Well, ever since me and my friend Sean kind of found it on the side of the road, like weird stuff would happen, like with the lights. I remember, did I remember telling you the story with the lights in downtown Stewart? Sorry, yeah, 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 it turned yeah, on. Yeah. Ever since we found that, lights would shut off, like yeah. at a random. Not random. Not yeah. even. Not even just that. Not even just street lights. Even in my house too, because my mom's witnessed it. Like sometimes the light would shut off and turn back on again. Yeah. Let me ask you. Speaking of the downtown Stewart thing, though, um, a colleague at my work had a similar little experience. Really? With yeah. the lights? Yeah. Um, I remember uh, there's we okay. I worked for the Lyric Theater for a little bit. You know, unloading sets and building them. It was kind of a cool job. Now I can tell you one thing. I could see why people... I didn't have any experiences there, like, inside while I worked there. But I can tell you that people that are very sensitive to EMF would have totally, like, they would have, like, paranoid, stomach hurts, because you could literally hear... The wires weren't, like... They're so old and, like, bad. You, you, could, you could hear... You could hear that electrical... You could literally hear the hum, like... Like, oh my God. Just like in Staples, when you walk to that room, mm -hmm. if the door was cracked, you could hear that? Yeah. Ooh, that was horrible. And they thought that was haunted. I'm like, nah, it's not haunted. But I did have an experience with the Lyric Theater. It was about 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. I was with somebody. We were hanging out down by the dock, and we were walking back to our car. And at the same time, we look at each other like, you hear that classical music? Like, yeah. Where is it coming from? So we're following it. And it gets louder by the lyric. I'm like, oh, well, maybe somebody's inside, like, practicing for a show the next night or something. They're just running really, really late. Or they got up early to start practicing early. Because mm -hmm. they did do, like, matinee shows there sometimes. So we're like, let's go check it out. Lights off. Nobody's inside. I'm like, okay, so it's speakers, and they left a soundtrack on. Like, they left something. No speakers. No. I'm like, okay. There is literally live... Like chamber music, like classical chamber music coming from inside this building, but there's nobody inside that building. It was really weird. It was very, very strange. It was very, very eerie because we were the only ones in downtown Stewart. It was so late. It was like not a car, not a, it's just, just eerie. eerie. Oh, and then a shark kind of swam past the, uh, the dock we were on. You know those floating docks. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to say it's a shark. Probably a dolphin. I don't know. It came up and it hit, it hit the the floating part. So. Hard that it was like, oh god, yeah, it's probably, what was that? I, it was probably, I think it was a dolphin. Uh, maybe. I was going to say a manatee, most likely, because they're clumsy, but I just joke and say it's a shark, but yeah. It's a cool night. I was like, I almost died by a shark. <laughs> it would have been worse if it was a street shark. Street shark. <laughs> they don't exist. Uh, I'm sure there's probably, I bet you urban legends exist. What if a shark, a shark like, you were at the beach one day and you saw a shark in the water, and what if all of a sudden it like, swam on land and like, developed legs and started chasing after you? There's a cartoon about that. Yeah, Street Sharks. Awesome show. Huh? Awesome show. First thing yeah. I thought of was Sharknado. No, oh god, no. I bet you, because there's a new one coming out too. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Haunted objects, weird places. Like, you found that ball. And like, uh, but I, to go back on something I forgot completely about, and that key from, from Tombstone that I had. Mm -hmm. From the jail from Tombstone. Like, I don't think there was a lot of those keys floating around. I mean, that would be kind of pretty dumb and anti, you know, like, well, we're trying to keep these guys locked up, but we have hundreds of keys. Like, that's not, like, he basically, <laughs> this guy ended up with his key because he went there and I guess found it. They let him keep it. So, 
I can't remember exactly how I ended up with it. I, I did something, or like, I bought him a couple drinks, and he's just like, I have no way to repay you, but I can give you this, and he throws it on the counter. I'm like, thanks for the old piece of junk key. What, does this lead to like, is this like a bank vault key that, you know, like, you have millions stored away? He's like, no. But let me tell you where that key came from. That key is from Tombstone. It's from the jail in Tombstone. It works in everything. Like, they even let him test it out. So I own the key. I own I'm one of the keys. I'm sure there's been multiple locks, chains, and stuff, you know, over the years because that would be smart security. So I have I have one of the keys from Tombstone, and so everybody knows Tombstone is where the OK Corral is, correct? Yes, I believe so. So my key, Wyatt Earp could have touched my key. Doc Holliday could have touched my key. Like, there's no telling who had like. Because they were the law there, man. Nobody messed with them. If you messed with them, you went to jail. And they had those keys. So, like, that that historically could have been touched by any of those people. And that's cool as it is. In a historical standpoint, to my mind, that is one of the coolest things I have. But the fact that it gives off an electrical magnetic pulse of its own is really, really bizarre. Which we both witnessed. You would ask it questions. It would literally do, like, we should have been filming it. But when we were asking it questions at I my mom's house. record it. Huh? I did record it. You did it. record I it? Okay. I recorded it, but I wish we cut on video. We didn't have any cameras, so... Um, but, yeah, we were we were asking it questions, and it would spike. Like, it would, like, spike if, you know, if, if yes, don't do anything if no. I would, I would consider that haunted, to a degree. It was intelligent. That's... It did communicate with us, whatever it was. But then again, I'm not... See, and this could be the thing. It might have just been that house. Because we found some weird stuff moving into that house... Uh, like there was these Chinese coins that were part of a cleansing ritual in the uh, crawl space in my mom's room. That the only reason we found out they were for a cleansing ritual is because we looked it up. Mm-hmm. They're key. They're coins tied together. Little Chinese coins tied together. Um, and there was a stuffed black cat in there. Not like a real black. Not like taxidermy. I probably would have been like, yeah, that would have been weird. Um, Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it's weird. Because in the garage, it kind of... I don't know what they were doing in that garage, but it looks kind of like... It looked like blood on the door, on the inside. I remember like, you telling me about Yeah, that. like, that's really strange, man. It, like, it looks like dried blood. And I never figured out why, but... So I don't know if something happened in the house. I don't really want to know. I mean, there's... Uh, we... I already think that the guy that built all those houses is tied to the... Tied to a mafia, but... Hmm. Wouldn't be surprised. Um... We need, you need to find that key, and we need to, uh, I need to get my key. Yeah, I do need to find that key. I do need to find that key, because that's probably the, probably the second coolest item I own next to my Gravity Falls replica journal. So, and I know that's not haunted. <laughs> Unless Alex Hirsch was like, I will haunt every one of these books! Maybe. It was like a horror proxy. So, what... Alright, what uh, what do you guys feel, how do you guys feel about aliens and UFOs? I believe at this point, yes, scientifically, there's no proof that they do exist. Theoretically, it's kind of impossible that they don't. Indeed. I don't know about space travel and UFOs per se. I've seen some weird things in the sky. They're considered UFOs because I can't identify them, but I don't know if they're spacecraft. Mm. I don't know if any species would have the technology, technology and the capability of coming here in like a very efficient manner. I mean, we're barely getting to like right now. We're we are making jumps and leaps and bounds in space travel. We might be able to get to Mars in six months instead of several years. You know, like 
that's incredible. In my lifetime, that's happened. Um, but if there's a species, one, if there's a species that is that technologically advanced, we'd be like really moronic compared to them. We would even be on the same. We would be like us two, like monkeys and apes. Like we could communicate through different means. You're like we can teach them sign language. But when it comes down to just sign, you're not gonna be able to teach teach an ape science. Like you can't teach a gorilla how to like build a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. If you could, that'd be incredible. But I don't think that's possible because I don't think, from a standpoint of mentality, I don't think they're evolved enough to do that. As humans, we were, and I do believe we've had visitors before. Maybe it would explain certain things about religious beliefs and gods. You know, like blue people with multiple arms, a mm-hmm. giant elephant god that. Is a humanoid. You know, it, it, that does explain a lot. Uh, every god comes from the sky. Yep. So yeah, we we misunderstand and mis misconstrue things all the time. You Maybe know? well, it's probably for another, it's probably for a later date or another topic. Maybe there's some people that consider aliens like above God. Maybe because eh. they're almost godlike. No, no, no. And if you, I mean, and I'm not saying, and I, if for anybody listening, I'm not saying I, I'm disproving religion or anything like that. I'm just saying with certain things, as human species, like I was saying to you, like if they came to us, we'd be on a different scale of them. It'd be hard to, it'd be hard to explain everything, yeah. and we would misunderstand it, and then we would, we would try to explain it to others, but it wouldn't come out right. And if you think about like, there's two different types of, there's two different in, in Christianity alone, there's two different gods. There's the Old Testament, the New Testament. Now, my theory on that is, I'm not, once again not saying. It, it's not true, and I don't really want to get into this too much, but it's kind of a theory towards aliens, is that they were, when when people have seen God, they've seen one species of alien, and they miss, they, it looks the same, so they just think it's the same thing, which explains, like, the one that was vengeful and would kill and just destroy the entire civilization. Okay, so that happened. So then new God comes along, and he's peaceful and all-forgiving, and Maybe it's the same species, just a different one of their species. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when he when he came back, he came back, but it's a different like it's a different part of his species. He's a different person, basically. What the, the way you described it when you described um, the first part of it, like being bad, the first thing that came to my mind was the extinction of dinosaurs, and then all of a sudden Jesus came back. But that's for a later <coughs> day. Um, what? Oh, Jesus <laughs> wasn't around when dinosaurs were around. No, I know. No, I know. Okay. What I'm saying is bad being. I mean, to me, I mean, like I could, I could disprove Jesus in a very simple sort of way, but I'm not going to do that because you can. Here's my thing. Truly, date. No, it's just real quick. Right, go for it. A guy fakes his own death, and then everybody leaves. He just comes back. Like, I mean, I think he was schizophrenic, but okay, maybe, or he <laughs> hired somebody else to uh, to come out of that cave. <laughs> I mean, I heard voices in my head protesting God, and I get big corrected like that, saying, "I think you should be healed." Okay, that's not where we were going with this, but... Anyway. What I'm saying is that, I mean, maybe as a species... Because we, we, we technologically have gone from... In, in a span of, at this point, it's been millions of years, but as far as technological stuff, it started quite... Ra- it started and then moved quite rapidly. Mm-hmm. Like, we started with, with these janky boats. When we created the re- wheel... We created fire, or we create fire. We discovered fire. We created the wheel, and then from there, it's just like it went quicker and quicker. I don't know anybody unless they actually uh, build TVs that can explain 
in layman's terms to me, how a TV works. I get the general idea. These particles get sent over airwaves. They break up. And I got this from Willy Wonka. They break up, and then they get put back together again. But how did we come up with the technology to be like, we can do this with these, and then that happens. Like, what? How did we even come close to coming up with that? There's no, and there's no, there's no in between. Okay, we, I know recordings, recordings, audio recordings, fine. I can get that. Still kind of weird, but yeah, we have audio recordings, obviously. <laughs> but as far as video and television, how, how, and nobody, I, I don't know anybody that is actually capable, unless maybe an engineer could. But I don't know anybody capable to sit down and explain to me like. Well, this is what happens, and I can explain to you how it happens. We don't have an in-between. We were just like one day, hey, this is a television. Watch what it does. <laughs> Watch, hey, like just with the cameras alone, like how did you come up with that idea? Where did it come from? Oh, we're going to take this and somehow recreate you in this like flat piece of steel. Or look at some of the, or look at some of the uh, Air Force's B-2 bombers. Some of those fighter craft. To this that day, almost look like flying saucers. Well, even then, to this day, I don't even know how a B twenty nine bomber flies. The thing was called an air fortress. How does that just any planes? Like, where did we? Like, I get it. The Wright brothers created this, but then we jumped like that. You see what I'm saying? We jumped rather quickly from the Wright brothers to jets. It was almost a span of what? So, like, when when did the Wright brothers come up with the plane? Nineteen uh, something. So you're telling me like by 1940. We were flying jets, or not jets in 1940. Are we looking up the Wright brothers' first flight? Well, just yeah, general, or like in general. I mean, I know they were working on 1903, while. December 17, 1903. So, so in about 40 years, we created something way faster and more efficient. That's insane. Yeah. You look at any sort of, and to me, that's 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 high speed random evolution, and the only way that's possible is if we had someone to guide us. So maybe maybe we have been visited. Maybe they gave us technology. Maybe the real reason we haven't heard from them or seen them anymore is because they're watching us kill each other off with the technology they gave us. And we're like, yeah, screw those monkeys. Yeah, exactly. I could, I, 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 I foresee. I could see that. Like if I came to a planet that was once was once just green and lush and blue and perfect for that species and perfect for them, and was like, hey, we can hang out here. We can teach these people, so we have someone to communicate with. Because if aliens do exist, I will tell you this. With as vast as the universe is, there's no possible way that we're not far away from them. You, you, I mean, you're talking, I it doesn't matter. You're, like, there might be an alien species on, like, another one of the physical planets in our solar system, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. And then, the, look how massive that is. And then times that by infinite, and there's no way, there's no way to di- dictate how far or how, like, where they are. Because we don't know. But I'm assuming that it's a long distance. So wouldn't you want someone to communicate with? So, like, instead of killing us off, I believe that that's what would happen. They would come here to, like, take over the world. I don't even think they would come here to kill us off. That's what I'm saying. I think I think at the point, if they did come here before, uh, maybe around the Egyptian times, because there's a lot of weird stuff and leaps and bounds with the Egyptian times, and even before that, if if the, uh, the Sphinx is as old as they believe now because of the water levels, they think the Great Pyramids were built way before Egypt became, like, Egypt. a thing. Yeah, and so was the Sphinx, and nobody knows... Why did oh that was the paranormal thing of the week I forgot to look up more about it in 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 Egypt they just unmasked or not unmasked but like found revealed no they just found like they literally just found it so it's a reveal to them too because they didn't know it was there this huge massive black sarcophagus and nobody knows 
no idea who it could be inside of it. One, I don't remember many materials back then being like that that onyx. It, it's an onyx. It's not a paint. It would have faded. This is like a pure black sarcophagus. That's massive. They didn't say how big it was. I don't think I didn't get to look it up. I was at work and I was like, I was looking. I was like, saw that. I was like, what? So they have no idea who's inside of it. I don't know if they've opened it. Like I'm wondering if they're gonna open it and find like a real uh a, a real nephilim. That would be awesome. Um, I guess. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of weird things that went on with Egypt, and then that's, that's kind of where technology started gaining huge. What is that? I tried to look something up, and that's what it gave me. I don't know why. Flying saucer drought emporium. Yeah. It's weird. What is it? Uh, okay. So, to go on with your Wright Brothers thing, yes. uh, the first turbojet was invented in the 1930s. Okay. So, from 30 years, we took this possible piece of crap that barely flew. And then in nine years after that, 1939 was when the first jet actually flew. And guess who invented it? The Germans. Yeah, I already, yeah. We did not see that coming. Well, I did because they also, here's the thing. They also had a possibly working prototype of their own flying saucer. Now, from what I've read about mm. and heard, they couldn't get it right to where, like, the person in the center could, because it was supposed to be a chamber in the center and then the outer ring spun. So fast with jets that it caused, like, lift. Mm -hmm. Like, it had propellers, and then it was a circle. So it spun, but it had, like... So it was like a tornado, so you could float around. Problem was, is they couldn't get it right to where the center chamber stood free. So, <laughs> you can only imagine testing that out. I'm hoping they used animals. Not, you know, I don't even hope that. I mean, really, I don't want animals to... But over humans, like, can you imagine, like... You're gonna test this flying saucer thing. Oh, there's okay. a problem. It might spin so fast and catch that in the center you'll just disintegrate inside this orb. But it's okay. You're one of us. Like, that's terrifying too. But yeah, where did they get that idea? Because we'll flying saucers. And there is. I've talked to a lot of pilots. That you know what a Foo Fighter is, right? Anyone? Foo Fighter. Uh, it's a type of uh, air aircraft? Sort of. They call them Foo Fighters, but they were these saucers that would fly next to the planes, not do anything, and just take off. And everybody, everybody believed that the, the Germans got the, they got that that saucer machine working. I've, I've talked to a lot of pilots from World War II in my life that would talk about the weird stuff they'd see while flying. I'm getting the band. Maybe that's not the proper term for it. Look at Foo Fighter definition. Let's see if it's probably just make a bubble. A band. <laughs> anyway, a lot of pilots claim to see these weird saucer type ships that would zip past their planes or fly with their planes, but they were silent. You couldn't hear them. Foo Fighter. Noun. An unidentified flying object of a kind reported by U.S. pilots during World War II. Usually described as a bright light or ball of fire. Or a saucer. Or a saucer. Well, it doesn't say that there, but everybody that I've talked to about these Foo Fighters that were pilots in World War II, my grandfather said he'd seen some, so... But my grandfather doesn't believe in aliens, he just believed it was some sort of experimental craft, which is also believable. So... In, but then um, again, back then, I mean, flying around in those planes, though, that could mess with your mind, too. You're oh, doing I'm... flips and dogfighting. I mean, you're... Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, and I've heard some stories from friends that have people that supposedly have worked for the government that have seen some really interesting aircrafts with some really interesting writing they've never seen that's not human in them and stuff like that that they were sworn not to talk about. 
but that that brings me to the uh, former Area Fifty One scientist Boyd Bushman, who uh, he was an engineer scientist uh, at Area Fifty One, and supposedly he worked on uh, a project where he was actually working with uh, aliens at the time, and um, he said that in in uh, twenty forty six there would be some kind of asteroid that will hit Earth. Apparently, like... that's See, yeah. that always comes up every now and then. I just, what? You, you want to know something really shocking and weird? Mm. Because I know people that... You don't have to be military to work for Area 51. So. Yeah. Here's the thing. Have you ever heard of Admiral Byrd? Yes. World War II? Yep. Also saw these Foo Fighters? They were these saucer things that somehow tracked him while he was doing it... Uh, are a huge, uh, what is it called? Expedition in Antarctica because there was there was rumors of these ships with Nazi symbols on them. So he's like, I gotta go check that out. They sent him out there with all these planes. It's like a whole fleet of planes. They're flying through Antarctica supposedly, and it it really bothers me because people use this for the flat Earth thing, which is it's not what it is. From what he describes, sounds more like we have we have a star. Our core is a star within our Earth. Our Earth is hollow. And then the gravitation uh, changes. So, like, where I'm standing right now, uh, theoretically, with what he supposedly saw, someone could be standing, like, on the ground, but, you know, miles down in the Earth. Because the star has created its own... Small little star created its own gravitational pull. And there's supposedly... He got guided there by these saucers with swastikas on them. And, And there's weird situations with this, because two people have explained the same exact thing, and, like, hundreds of years apart, or a hundred years apart, and neither of them have ever met. And the book that the one wrote wasn't exactly, like, considered, you know, sane, yeah. so it didn't really do very well. Apparently, at the at the uh, the poles, instead of being land, there's a hole, and it, the, it shifts. The gravitation shifts. Mm-hmm. So it's one chunk of land that wraps around and comes back into the Earth, and supposedly has its own, like, whole race in there and everything. Now, both of them describe the same, almost identical description of the people they saw them. They were 14 to 16 feet tall. They looked like they were of Germanic descent. Blonde hair, blue eyes. They basically... One of them basically took Admiral Burr there and said, Look, you guys... I'm, I, you're a warning. I need, to, I need you to warn people. You were... By you guys destroying out there, you're destroying in here. Like, it's... You guys need to stop fighting because, seriously, we don't want to die for your... Your... Your conflict. Yeah. So and he was sent back. They, they guided him back out, and they sent him on his way. And he told his story. Like, why would an admiral, one that's also like very well known in the exploration world, why would he make a story up like that when it's just going to make him sound like a nut job and totally discredit anything else that he's done with the military? He was able to draw pictures of what it looked like and how how it worked, and he was able to draw descriptions of certain things. The weirdest one, though, is the person that happened a hundred years. I think it was around a hundred years before him that wrote a book. Okay. This kid and his dad went on a fishing trip. They started getting pulled by a current into like this cave-looking thing, and couldn't figure it out. They thought it was like a, it looked like a war pool to them, because they were trying to find fish. Because at the time they were having a hard time getting their, you know, fish. So they 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 find this like was like a war pool thing, and it started dragging them. They're they're freaking out. You know how do we get it? The dad dies. Okay, so the kid's missing for like a year or two years. Eventually, two years later, he shows back up at home, and he tells this amazing story about what happened and what he saw. And it was the same exact thing that Admiral Byrd talked about. And somebody, I think it was neighbor, wrote a book about what he, the stories that this guy wrote. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the Flat Earthers use it to 
they kind of like prove flat Earth, but it doesn't make sense because Admiral Byrd never mentioned anything about it being flat Earth. Well, you know they say the members of the Flat Earth Society have members all around the globe. Yeah. So, it's really strange because both descriptions of the people and the technology and the scenery are almost identical, and mm-hmm. that's very very weird. And you're gonna tell me that this kid survived for one or two years? He's a teenager, but he survived for like one or two years just floating around. I doubt it. So he had to go somewhere. But that area, there's nowhere to go. But um, when it comes to UFOs and... Well, let me ask you this. Do you think there's a government conspiracy when it comes to UFOs? Um, possibly. I mean, you had the Prime Minister... I believe it was the Canadian Prime Minister of Defense under oath during a trial hearing say... Uh, or, well, during a hearing. It wasn't really a trial. Say that uh, aliens... We've known about aliens for years and they worked with the U.S. government for since pretty much the 50s or 70s, 50s or 70s. You ever seen... You, you ever There's seen, actual footage on YouTube. You can find this video of him talking about this. You ever seen a movie called uh, Voltaire in the City of a Thousand Planets? Valerian? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just started watching that last night, actually. Yeah, that's what it made me think about when you were talking about the universe being the way that it was. And think about it. I mean, there's seven planets in our solar, our solar system. There's nine. Or nine, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said seven. I would have been okay with you saying eight, but Pluto's now a planet again, so... They don't know what it's it is. It's a dwarf planet. Anyway. Still a planet. Still still back in the, the family. <laughs> they kicked him out for his addiction. I mean, when we look at our planet compared to the galaxy, we live in the Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. And there are numerous galaxy. other galaxies, not just our own. Oh, no. Not even close, dude. Not, not even close. Trillions. Infinite. Infinite. It's, yeah, it's never much. ending. We, we're anyway. never going to find... It's never ending. They believe they've found the edge of the universe? I don't think there is an edge. There's no edge. Uh, I don't know. They think they found where the Big Bang Theory occurred, which would be the edge of the universe, technically. Or the center of the universe. But they, they found weird things that kind of show that there's possibly an edge of the universe, because it's really strange. But of the vast array of infinite that space is, I think there, there is something else out there. There is. There just has to be. But not not yeah. just even here. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we found life on Mars. I mean, dead life, but we found actual life. What do you mean? Well, we found water. Yeah, and they found uh, little uh, microbes and uh, stuff already. Well, that's that's one thing. I mean, now you now you these researchers and scientists believe that octopus are from from oh, outer space. Oh man, I wouldn't be surprised. They're intelligent. They're way, well. They're actually smarter than us. So. They do. They, they do can seem, open up clues. They do lids, seem for to, God's sake. Well, yeah, but they do seem to also have some sort of psychic ability that's been proven time and time again. Oh yeah, like too the much octopus, coincidence there. Where they could, like when, the octopus that predicted winning football teams. Yeah, or the one that just uh, predicted uh, uh, China winning part of the World Cup, something like that. Which it did, and then they chopped it up and sold it for food. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It just predicted uh, China would win, and it's like, yes, we eat you now. <laughs> yeah. We make you into a delicious. Just because we win World Cup does not mean we don't have food, so we need that. So, every octopus, huh? Yeah, squid, calamari, it's delicious. I know in some places they uh, octopi is a little chewier. They have they have octopus. When you pour the uh, the sauce on it, the octopus will literally move because it's still alive. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's it's the it's the, the molecules. In the octopuses, I'm telling you, some places serve. Oh yeah, they do sell it. They do serve live. Yeah, some serve. Oddly enough, I had to watch Anthony Bourdain. Um, he went uh, bear fishing for octopus. 
I mean, bear fishing, like bear hand fishing. He didn't mm-hmm. take like a bear with it. Like, sick the octopus. He caught an octopus, and like they're like, you have to bite. The, it's your first time hunting octopus or catching octopus to kill them. You have to bite like this area, and pull pretty much pull out their brain so it stops moving. And he's sitting there. And he keeps trying to do it. The octopus is just like sucking at his face. Yeah. And then he finally <laughs> like, got no. It. The the worst thing I've seen him do with um, they, he went hunting for deer once on the show mm-hmm. in England, and the hunter that took him out. Grabbed the deer blood and just smeared it on his face, and he yeah. had to walk all the way back. Actually, I'm sorry, they were in Scotland. They, he had to walk all the way back. It was miles. He had to keep it on all day. Uh, the blood on his. I was like, that's crazy. But the octopus thing was like weird. Um, but yeah, I I, I think it makes sense. I mean, if they were in like frozen eggs that somehow came here on a comet, maybe maybe the octopus were the reason that the dinosaurs have gone extinct. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> maybe back then there was like these giant ones that were just like. Taking down Tyrannosaurus rexes with, you know, and there wouldn't be any fossils of them because they have no bones. Nope, they're complete cartilage. They can fit through a hole the size of a quarter, for God's sake. That's why we can't age sharks. Can't tell how old a shark is because they don't have bones. They don't. They don't. You know, they don't age like every other species. They just kind of. We find we found jellyfish that live forever because when they get close to their death cycle. They just regenerate from it. They 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 get they bigger. regenerate from themselves. Yeah, but they keep they keep the same body. Yeah, it's they really get massive. They get huge. It's really interesting how jellyfish can do that. Well, now they're it's, trying to use that for humans to see if we can like stop aging and. It's like if you could get very old and what? It's like if you got very old and then all of a sudden you were like a kid and like you're pre ten or twelve. No, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like that. Basically, they'd use it almost. No, they'd use it to where it'd be the reverse aging somewhat. Or, you would, I mean, all your organs would, like, regenerate themselves and stuff. You got that Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. Or, nice. like, look at the Mimic Octopus, for example. Is that the one that changes colors? No, the Mimic Octopus actually changes into seven, it mimics seven, almost, oh, like, by sh- eight it different, shape yeah, to like, eight different yeah. species of animal, like a lionfish, um, a sea snake, um, a flounder. Oh, what do you? I mean, so you believe aliens exist, then, Christian? You do? I oh yeah, I do too. I just think that, um, in my opinion, I think they. I I just think they gave up on us. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you gave, I agree. <laughs> if you if you gave some somebody the the chance to like better themselves, they use it as a weapon. I think that's kind of like, you know. And it's not just that. Just looking how we as a society have come. Eh, no, I mean, me. If I was an alien. And as intelligent as I am, and I looked at these people and thought, you know, as much information as I have and as much insight and technology as I have, I wouldn't trust them with anything. Because the major- the vast majority of them are not, I want to say corrupt, but that's the wrong word. Boy, humans, we're very corrupt. We're very greedy, egotistical, ni- narcissistic, nihilistic at times. Uh, yeah, you know what... Yeah, no, we're not gonna. No, okay, let's let's just throw that out right now. We're not gonna be the. Okay, yes, everything what everything what Matt just said is true. We're not gonna sugarcoat anything here. Huh. We're not, because that's exactly how we are. I, I mean, the Matrix to me kind of nailed it perfectly. Kind of made me think about the possibility of us actually being a virus. I mean, think about it. What if what if the universe is technically us on a singular cell inside this massive body of some sort of creature? What are we trying to do? We're destroying this planet. We're trying to spread. Sounds like a virus to me. All right. Yep, and we think we're making the world better. 
Yeah, just like the. Uh, you ever look into someone's eyes? Like, I, I and mean, this is gonna sound kind of corny. Have you ever looked into somebody's eyes? Like, just stared into their eyes. Yeah. Have you ever looked at pictures of universes and galaxies? Or, well, not universes, but galaxies. Yeah, yeah. You, it's almost like you can see a galaxy in yeah. somebody's eyes. I think we're just repeating. We're like repeating size scale to something much larger. Like, just like we have parasites and stuff in us. We have viruses. Every now and then, a new one shows up. One of them goes extinct. It explains. Pretty much the entire cycle of life, we just haven't come across another virus that's going to make us extinct, extinct yet. yet anyway. We're evolving, we're becoming stronger and more resilient towards things, but... It's like we're becoming, we're, we're evolving to the point where, like, what, I, I'm, I'm curious as to what people would look like, like, in like 2,000 years from now, if we're still around here. Uh, well, one, uh, we probably would not have, we probably would have evolved past the need for oxygen. You think MySpace will still be around? No. Maybe. I think at that point we'd advance to a state where, like, we're we're either mostly machine, we're extinct, or we're completely just different. I mean, you and this. I'm not trying to sound. This is not like a racial thing. This is just a point I'm trying to make. With all races and cultures breeding together, we are literally altering everything. By the time in two thousand years, there won't be skin color that's different it'll all be like one sort of color that grows from every evolution that we take from breeding with each other and that's a natural evolution it's just like in florida you know there's not really many there's like maybe not even half a dozen of actual florida panthers in florida anymore Hmm. you know why because they brought in when they thought you know they were going extinct when they were endangered because they're so endangered they brought in california mountain lions because they're very similar and their their DNA makeup, so they breeded them, and then that's what we have now is the mixture of the two, just like snakes. I mean, look at snakes. Oh now, yeah, now the, down the in the Everglades, African rock python mating with an anaconda, which would just completely. And I'm not saying as humans we do this because this doesn't make sense for humans, but that's two different species of snake. Yep. And what that does is it doesn't only give the possibility of them getting smaller, but it has the possibility of just breaking the DNA chain and becoming massive. You just created a super snake. Yeah, there's one. Could you imagine living in an era, or imagine living in the time zone of the Titanoboa? That's what we're we're pretty much messing around with and actually having the possibility of occurring. I mean, anacondas are already getting bigger than they've ever been. Yeah. Crocodiles are too, because exponential growth shows that if they can thrive, and they're in an open area, they can get bigger. And what are they doing in the Everglades? You have snakes eating full-on alligators. Yeah. Do you know how huge. crazy that is? Think about that. Eight eight foot alligator is being eaten by snakes. Yeah, that's insane. It's just like the, it's just like when they they put a uh, a tracking device on a great white shark. And this shark was like thirteen feet. It's a big shark. Literally in the span of like several seconds, something shut that that sensor off. Okay, well that's kind of weird. Maybe it just went out of you know range. Or then all of a sudden, a couple days later. It popped back up, and they found the shark, and it had been bitten in like half. So something took a huge bite, like swallowed this whole. This shark was eaten whole, and then like whatever part was floating around that they found was spit back out. Now, a shark that could do that to a twelve to fourteen foot shark would have to be like, like massive. Like I'm not saying megalodon massive, but like huge, very very close. Now, I know Greenland sharks are big enough to do that, but they're not carnivorous like that, I don't think. And Which is weird. That's a shark that's existed forever. 
as Americans, or as Americans, we just found out about them like a couple decades ago. But like Greenland's been like eating them for years. Like yeah, we've been eating them. They're like 19, 20 foot shy. We eat them, they, and it's really gross. I'd never want to try this. They actually take this and they ferment it. They let it. You have to ferment it or it's poisonous. They ferment it and let it sit for days and like on these hooks, and they serve it dried with like vodka or something like that. It's like, everybody I've ever seen eat this. Even like people in Greenland and Iceland are like, we don't really like this. It's a delicacy, but we really we just do this because it's tradition. The Titanoboa was approximately 50 feet long and weighed about 2,500 pounds. Put that in perspective, that is twice as long as the longest snake living today and four times as heavy as a giant anaconda. It's definitely a snake that you wouldn't want to meet. Plus, that's really friendly. One of the most interesting facts about the Titanoboa is that while it looked quite a bit like a modern-day anaconda, it most likely didn't hunt like one. It hunted from trees. Modern anacondas hunt, hunt by wrapping themselves around their prey and constricting them to death. Titanoboa probably didn't do that. Most likely, it sneaked up on its prey and with one quick strike, bit them in, a, in the jugular. That would have allowed it to consume it. That's it, not how a boa well, hunts, though. Maybe the Titanoboa hunt. Maybe, like but I'm like most boas that I know, like boa constrictors, they hunt from trees. They'll come down and grab it and then, like, coil back up with it. Like, it's really? crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some do, especially the Amazon tree boas. Yeah, I want one of those just to see that. When they're very, they're like, they're very you, aggressive. I want to see, I want to see if, like, my, my snake can do it because she likes to climb. I wouldn't be surprised. I want to see if she can do it. She's not a boa. She's, I mean, she's a python. But I want to sure see if she can do it because she loves being, she wants to climb, so I need to get her a trailer. My, um, my cousin's Colombian red tail did that. That's a boa. She, she, uh, he had a big adult rat, and she was, uh, she was perched on a branch, oh, not a branch. This is a really paranormal, so, yeah, we probably get back there. So, I mean, that's a cool way of hunting. I mean, it's, but it's going back to the whole evolution of, of things. We're slowly evolving compared to everything around us. Like, I mean, you have, you have life thriving in Chernobyl again, and, like, that's a scary thought, because humans can't thrive there. We can't live there anymore. Never be able to go back, in our lifetime, anyway. Well, they're building this new... And this is another thing that's like completely beyond our technology that we've done with Chernobyl. They're building this huge, like, okay, you've seen power plants. You've seen the one in Chernobyl, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yep. They're building, they're actually, and it's already built, and it's actually stopping some of the radiation. Oh, yeah, the, they're the building, dome. Yeah, they yeah. built this huge, massive dome around this thing. Yep. That, like, they never talked about this in the news or anything. It's just like, just all of a sudden, like, Chernobyl has this huge dome. What? <laughs> to contain all the radiation. Yeah, but the fact that they actually build that as humans, like, that's mad. That's massive. You're talking about a thing that, to us, we're like ants in. And then, to cover that, they built something bigger. And on top of that, it's the Russians. They're not all Russia's bad. Well, I didn't say all Russia's bad. I mean, Chernobyl's kind of an interesting story, but... I mean, have you seen the elephant's foot, though? Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy that showed that. There's a guy that, he's like... An urban explorer, but he's also worked with, like, he's also, like, he, has, he also knows about nuclear stuff, so he's been there on his own. He actually snuck back in and took video of him, like, going through and showing everything off. At the time that that happened, do you know how much radiation you would be exposed to? Oh, yeah. Well, he, he's been, he, you can go in the plant, you just can't stay there for very long, you have to wear a suit. Yeah. And like, even in a suit, it kill you. Well, yeah. You it can, won't be, it won't expose you No, that's you what that he said. He's like, you can't go well. anywhere near that. There's no way, you cannot. You just... You're, you're pretty much going to be vaporized by the time that you even get close. It's not even a thing. 
That's why they had to build this massive dome. That's the only way to contain it. Although it is working because around it, for in certain areas, the radiation level's gone to like point, like low, like point four, point. So it's still not. You can't be there for long periods of time. But if they're continuing what they do, and this dome actually works, not only will they might be able to figure out how to stop what's in the the nuclear power plant and contain it easier because it's inside, and it's contained. But it might make Chernobyl like inhabitable again. Or I don't know habitable. I don't think it'd be in. I don't think it'd be able to be habitable again. You don't? No. Because there's already there's already places like looking into like going in there and fixing up the buildings and stuff. I mean, you can go in there without masks and the suits now. But think about how much it would cost to actually rebuild a place like Chernobyl. Yeah, you're talking. About, but you're talking about something that can make massive profit. And you know how like I, I can see it working. <laughs> that's that's the thing. If they can get it to be like okay, I can see it working. I I think Chernobyl. Dude, you have a whole city that's not not everything's in bad shape. Some of it is. Some of it's just like Good luck some of it's repairable. The public to move into something like that. If you could prove me that the radiation wasn't that high, and if I was a citizen of that like that the country, and you proved me the radiation wasn't that high, and you gave me a fair price on an affordable place to live, and a place to work, I would. I mean, they're gonna have to be able to prove that it's it's habitable. They're gonna be able to like. Well, look at this piece of paper. It says it's habitable. Come on in and move on down. Like, let's do this. <laughs> okay, so what if you move down and it's the exact opposite? Then you sue and make lots of money and die happy a millionaire. Maybe you have superpowers. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know. Drop me in a... Maybe you get bit a by a radioactive jaguar while it's around there or something. And you're like, I'm no jaguar, man. Did you turn into like an animorph? No. Maybe? No? That was a good show. Yeah, I guess. If you, if you like child drama, I mean, I, even Arrow's getting too yeah, drama. I think goes back to aliens. Yeah, it does, in a way. Animorphs. What? Like people that can turn into animals, like a shapeshifter. Yeah, or, but wasn't it an alien power? Or, um, what is it? Yeah, oh, they're called see? skinwalkers. Skinwalkers? Skinwalkers. I don't know if I actually believe in those. Oh, oh I, I do believe in shapeshifters, though. That's what a skinwalker is. No, no, it's not. Skinwalker can take the form of somebody else, but it has to shed its skin every time. Oh. Shapeshifter can change into anything, not have a problem. It's not like tied to one form. It doesn't have a shedding period. Like while I was over in the apartment complex, right over here, actually, I was sitting outside. And I was hanging out with Richard, and we were chilling, and we we're on the, the 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 patio. And this guy with like no shirt walks up past us, and like he just starts peeing on the light pole. <laughs> he turns back. And sees us, gives us a friendly wave, goes back to peeing, walks behind a truck, and then out comes a dog. No guy. There's a dog. That dog was not there before. The human was. But now there's no human. There's a dog. So somewhere along the lines, either that was one of the craziest magic tricks I didn't realize I was being part of, or I saw a shapeshifter. It was weird. Like, to this day, Richard and me are just like... Because I was looking at him because I, I had been drinking. And I looked at him, I'm like... You're seeing this too Like that guy Disappeared That dog came in Behind the truck He's like yeah Dude that just totally happened I'm like Let's just go inside So what we did I'm like I don't know I don't believe In werewolves I don't think That's a possible thing But I'm pretty sure I saw a guy Somehow turn into a dog Or do like Once again One of the greatest Magic tricks I didn't realize I was being shown And a part That's interesting 
Like, who's who's gonna do that? Just randomly do some magic trick like that to two people that are sitting Are you there. sure that wasn't, like, David Blaine or Chris Angel pissing on the lamppost? Yeah, if it was Chris Angel, it'd be like, Yo, dude, need someone to... Never mind. <laughs> Chris Angel's awesome. Yeah, well, I like yeah, the time the truck turns into a dog. Hey, Chris, hey, see you later, man. Arr, 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 yeah, arr. You, do, you need a home for the dog that you just turned into? Like, <laughs> it was, but it was weird, man. It was just... Just strange. So I'm surprised you didn't try to take the dog back into Richard's house and be like, "Shave, shave." I am bastard. not walking up to some dog that just appeared from behind a truck, man. I don't know if the dog's vicious. I don't know if the guy was nice. He just waved to us. Doesn't mean he's a good guy. I mean, did the, did the dog look happy at least? Was that a big dog? Was no, a small dog? he turned into like he turned into a medium-sized like kind of shit. Not shaggy, shaggy, but it's like his hair was like kind of like a wolf, but it wasn't a wolf. But it was like kind of like spiky black fur, like. Like, black fur. Yeah, like, like it, it didn't look like a clean dog, but it was it was a black dog, and there was no, we did after the dog took off. We were like we're waiting for that dude to come out of the truck, and I'm like that was his dog or something, right? No, that dude. We even walked over there. There was nobody there. There was no way he could have taken off that that quickly, because he walked to that truck and the dog literally like oh. that dog truck dog. I yeah. mean truck person dog. It's like P wave. Behind truck dog, like there's P wave behind truck dog. That's pretty much what it was, and then right. just a quick span of, you know, and like it's strange because thinking about it, he kind of had the mannerisms of a dog. He wasn't wearing a shirt. I'm glad he was wearing pants. Thank God. He he walks up to a street pole and starts <laughs> peeing on it, and then with a smile waves at somebody. Like that's exactly what a dog would do as a human. If you think <laughs> about it, like I I'm mean, happy. <laughs> I mean, my dog doesn't do that. He just goes. Just pisses. He isn't. He's not he wagging sends, his tail when he's done. Like I just marked my territory. No, he's like, dude, I pissed. All right, let's go. Nah, I mean, my dog Gator would always look at me like, hey man, and he needs to find a way to take a dog. Hey man, I just went to the bathroom to get a treat. I marked my territory. I get the treat, right? <laughs> he's a lab, so he wasn't. He's was kind of a goofy dog, but but it was it was really strange. I can't explain it to this day. I can't explain it. So I'm gonna label that as paranormal. I don't know where the dude went. Maybe he found. Maybe he somehow fell down a sewer that wasn't there. Like maybe, or maybe a sinkhole opened up and then somehow like closed. I don't know. Still stranger than a guy. What? What were you drinking that night? Just beer. Oh. I was hanging out, drinking a few beers, and like, like, oh yeah, rich. Yeah, the dude. Yeah, well, he turned into a. Yeah, he turned into a dog. Okay. All right. I wish we could prove that. I wish we could go out there. We need to do that. We need to go out. We'll there. just go out there and sit up. I can't go sit on my old patio. It's right there. But I can't go sit on my old patio and just wait for a dude. Like the own the, the people sure this dude to piss on the, the people table. the people renting from that apartment now. They come down like this is day three and you guys are still here. Yeah, we're waiting for that guy to turn into a dog. <laughs> what guy? I don't know. I don't even know if he still lives here or if he he didn't. What if he was a stray? And what? Yeah, stray person, stray dog, stray person, stray dog. Boom. There you go. Plot twist. He's a hobark. <laughs> it's like a hobo that barks. That's bad. I shouldn't. Hobart. It was just. It was just really weird. A hobark. Was, what, what, what would you prefer? I mean, like hobark works. Ho- half hobo. Half I could bark. be like a doggo. That's already done. Oh a dobo. A doggo. <laughs> a hobado. <laughs> Catch oh. me outside, hobado. <laughs> Hodor. Hold hobo. the door. <laughs> Hold the door. Yeah, like Hodor you know, from Game hold, of Thrones. Hold the door. That's what he, you hold know. Okay. Hodor. I don't even hold know Game door. of Thrones, and I know that's why he's why he, all he says is Hodor. A Hodor. But you you know that's why he says Hodor, right? Because he held the door, and like something happened to him that like he got brain damage, so all he can say is Hodor. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making that up, man. He's like 
He's literally, he's trying to save somebody. He's like, I'll hold the door. And now, like, he gets hit in the head or something. And, like, it's brain damage. And then all he can say from Hodor. then on is Hodor. Hodor. That's why all he says is Hodor. Quick, hit me with your it's door. A, dude, when they, have, when they show this, it's supposedly a really sad scene. I'm like, well, I don't watch Game of Thrones. But it's a really sad scene. There's, there's, I believe there's shapeshifters in that. So maybe he was a, maybe he was an extra from Game of Thrones. He's just like, I got one last shapeshift in me from filming that one episode. Quick, Let's hit me do with it. your door. Hold on. I feel right. like that would be the name given to somebody that accidentally got hit in the face with a door. And that's the noise they make. Like the time that, like the time in wrestling that just happened where Jay Lethal gets hit and he sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage again every time he, every time somebody smacks his back. Yeah. That's paranormal. I mean, I know it's wrestling, so it's not real, but it, I mean, like, it's still like, I mean, would that be considered paranormal or psychological? Like, if you psychological. Take, so if you're taking on somebody else's persona, psychological. Per, okay. Not necessarily paranormal. Maybe more along the lines of psychological. I mean, it's paranormal because it's outside the normal range of things. Like, either way, I saw a shapeshifter. It was fucking strange. UFOs. I do believe in UFOs. That's. I mean, I saw Maybe some. The, dog the other. Been a UFO. I saw. I've seen them. I've never seen a UFO. Up until New Year's Eve, and then after New Year's Eve this year, or the past year technically, I've seen them like three or four times, and it's the same ones. Probably about four, because you also saw the one on July the 4th. Yes, that would have been five that I think. There was two by myself, one with my mom, and another one out by the house. And what yeah. were we talking about, The like the three of us seeing the exact same thing in downtown Stewart with the lights? Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, but they could have been, see, now that can scientifically be debunked as a but, uh, electrical problem. Or the other thing is there are people that have been known to fly drones over there, too. But what I saw was not a drone. I was talking about the Oh, you're lights. talking about the same lights yeah. I'm talking about? No, yeah. dude, okay. First I don't of think all, it was a drone. First of all, people try to tell me they're Chinese fire lanterns. That's fine, maybe. But here's the thing. The second time I saw them, guess what? what? It was pouring down rain. I don't think a lantern's going to get off the ground and fly very far when there's water Yeah, no. being poured on it. Also, the the other time I saw them, um, when it was raining, my mom's like, "Well, maybe they're drones." I'm like, "Mom, if you had a drone that is that is that bright of a light and is that big, you're not flying that crap. That can do formations and stuff. You are not flying that in the in the rain. That you're just not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like that's just stupid. Yeah, it's like a five hundred dollar machine. You're gonna fly it in the rain? I don't think so. They're not rainproof. No, some of them do Maybe." I I, 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 I've seen one that was like very expensive that this guy used to use he used to fly over the beach of Jupiter and then like it hit a bird by accident and oh, then it Jesus just Christ. landed in the water <laughs> it's like <laughs> well there goes that that's $500 down the drain I'm like I'm, I remember reading an article about the FAA trying to get involved in this this uh, father and son they actually rigged their drones to fire a gun and uh, fire a flamethrower so you know it's technically not them doing the crime. No. I mean, it is, but... It's not surprising since we already I mean, have it's not that a, anyway. It's not a crime, but they try to get involved with the air... They're saying how, oh yeah, they're getting... They're air, a violation of the airspace. No, that's not That's not because of them. That's because of Amazon. The government was trying to go after Amazon because they're like, we ought to use these drones to like take packages to people. Well, you can't do that. For some reason, the government's always had it out for Amazon, even though the dude has paid his taxes. He doesn't pay his taxes. Yes, he does. He pays them more than another person, but we won't go to that name. Anyway, he pays his tax. So Amazon had, they're just like, yeah, we want, we, yeah, you know, I don't know, like the cameras and stuff, like that kind of seems like you're invading people's home. No, they're just flying packages of people, dropping them on the doorstep and taking off. What would be wrong with that? I think that's cool, man. Like, if I could order something from Amazon in Tampa. All right, so we covered UFOs. We covered UFOs. We covered 
we covered urban legends. It was supposed to be logo, but somehow we ended up going on a rant about, you know, out a, there. A lot of different mm-hmm. ones. Um, and we got a new topic in, shapeshifters. We got shape, yeah, we got shapeshifters in, so UFO shapeshifters, skinwalker. haunted objects. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about skinwalkers. Still a little bit. Split the difference between shapeshifter and skinwalker. So, I mean, the only thing that would be left is like the paranormal story of the week, but we didn't find one of those this week. At least I didn't, other than the, the announcement of a live scan for, uh, they're going to scan a haunted object. Yeah. Which, that sounds like boring to me. I don't think they're going to get anything. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so I guess uh, this would be the time that we cut it. Yeah. Um, I'm, once again, Matthew Ferry. And I am Christian Sakara. Patrick Palella. And this is Bulb of the Night Paranormal. Remember, uh, eventually we're going to have investigations. Our slogan will kind of, I, I want to end the show with our slogan, I think. Remember, if it bumps in the night, we bump back. Sounds like a Ghostbusters thing. That's why I wanted to say it. Sounds like something Ray Stance would say. <laughs> Come on, it does. You know it. Yes. Say it again. Bump of the Night Paranormal. Remember, if it bumps in the night, we bump back. We should say that in unison. I'm not saying that's going to be so hard to get. Eventually. Maybe over time. <laughs> maybe over time we'll try it. But anyway, so this has been Bump of the Night Paranormal Radio. Uh, we covered pretty much everything. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Uh, hopefully, it won't be two hours and six minutes when we're done with it. We're, um, we're I'm pretty so- sure there's a lot we can cut out in dead air. There's yeah. several dead airs. So, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, leave yeah. comments, leave comments. Yeah. Tell us what you want us to talk about. That you, we are nothing. Yep. Um, all the subscribers that we have. I'm saying um all so many times right now. It's all good. Also, don't forget to check out our. Patreon soon we'll actually have that up and running soon soon hopefully and, and yeah don't we gotta come up that, without being like obnoxious about it so don't don't be a jerk and go on there and be like what do I want what do I want for for donating like don't be that guy that's like I want a Vigo painting like life size because we can't get that all right can't get you a life size replica of a Vigo painting or anything like that uh, we can give shout outs and thanks show our appreciation. Later on, we'll have better things to give off. Hopefully, like t-shirts down the road, things like that. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of stuff still coming. A lot of stuff still being worked on. But I think this would be the best time to end it. So, thank you for listening. Have a lovely and haunted evening. <laughs>